Hello, I'm Trevor. I play Zothkug, the orc cleric who's a pacifist, quote-unquote, and we'll find out later, hopefully, during some lore drops. Uh, yeah, on to you, Jake. I'm Jake. I play Alan Woodrear, the Azamar Barbarian, who is a very curious scientific fellow despite his uh, giant uh, barbarian-looking physique. I'm Wash. I play Jebediah Peppermint. He's a little molefolk gun wizard. And uh, he's very humble, despite his giant physique. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I play Fox. My name's Matt, and uh, I'm over here waiting for my food to arrive at the front door. I'm also a rogue changeling, if you care about that. <laughs> so. I do. And I'm Josh, your Wing Badger Game Master. Welcome back to the tavern. We are so excited to see all of you. We even got to see some of your some of your faces. We saw Belly Savalas uh, in his uh, alt alt identity. Uh, perhaps we just doxed his superhero. We all we now mm. confirm Captain America. Belly Savalas confirmed uh, <laughs> has been has been made into a thing. Do it again. One D ten says I'll put the faces up again. Matt's about to go grab food, so I'm I'm just stalling now before I actually do the intro for our podcast, mm. and then we'll then we'll we'll get going here. Ah man. But chat, the faces are a little bit covered on one side of the screen. But we can see Belly Savalis. <laughs> there there is, he is. There I he mean, is. Captain America. That's I mean, a nice who beard, is that? Belly. I don't yeah. know. The man, the myth, the legend. Um, there's I can I can add little mini games now that we know this extension at least halfway works, Whoa. where it like will randomly Ooh. select viewers from a deck of cards and stuff. Maybe I can use that for NPC okay. games. Okay, that could be All super right. fun. Whenever you guys walk into a bar or something, there's like we we pick a chat person to be the NPC. When Chad That's walks cool. into a bar, roll one Chad D8. is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll give a short recap of the past episode while we wait. This isn't my real opening monologue, but for any of you who might have missed the last episode or didn't catch all of it, um, the, the gang made it back to Tumbleweb by hitching a ride with Billy, the uh, shipping delivery person for Thames, uh, which is a, a local company that has kind of gone global recently like they've, they've recently kind of boomed into an international delivery service uh but they you can pay extra money to thames and they'll get you your your products in two days or less so that's pretty exciting um they're they're calling it primary thames primary is the name of that subscription <laughs> service um and then once we got to town jebediah peppermint had a, a little bit of a walk down memory lane found a couple pits of the you know the sidewalk was getting cracked up and stuff some things weren't quite what he remembered but he was able to reconnect with his cousin uh, with the name of Onions. Uh, we don't know his real name. We just know they call him Onions. Um, who has now opened his own tavern. He's followed his dreams. He's opened up a little pub of his own. Uh, it's called the Twilight Fox. And the gang is hanging out there for... Um, well, basically, they slept there overnight. And now uh, it is today. Uh, Matt's back. So I'm, I'm bringing this fake recap to an end so I can start the opening monologue for our episode. And then we will uh, drop the intro on you. And then we'll get going. Matt, welcome back. Uh, I don't know if you're starting with the bread pudding, the chicken masala, or the mac and cheese, but I'm jealous no matter which thing. <laughs> Actually, they give complimentary breadsticks. So that's what I'm starting What? <laughs> oh, that sounds even better. That's breadsticks right. to go with your bread Dang. pudding. That's like A+. Plus. Dude, right? Yeah. Next Dip them time in we're the all in the pudding. same place, that's, that's what we're doing. We're going to go to this So place. meta. Absolutely. All right. <clears throat> I'm 
Abby Mayer here for TumbleWeb Today, bringing you the scoop on what's happening in the bowl. First things first, preparations for the 433rd Annual Festival of Lights are well underway, and beekeepers are doing a brisk business in the market. If you need materials for your candles, get those wingles ready and head on down. Speaking of things you need to head down to see, in local business news, Elaine Mollusk and her company Edison have received approval from the city council to construct their theoretical hydroelectric power plant beneath TumbleWeb in the Underdark, making use of the Nauterus River. Proponents of the plan say that hydroelectric power will enable Edison to extend the range of their Model D4 carts, while others believe disrupting the natural ecosystem beneath TumbleWeb is sure to send displaced beasts toward the city. They want the council to force Edison to build it elsewhere. Good luck appealing to Miss Mollusk personally, though, as lately her only public appearances have been at the parties hosted by one Jess Basin. Basin, of course, still riding the high of her landmark distribution agreement with the Summit Banking Guild and the Brat World Company, says she wants to give back to the people of TumbleWeb and has announced her plans to construct a college of creation and valor in the city. Basin says she's hoping to find some consultants locally to help identify the right teachers and support staff for the college. In a move surprising nobody, the builder's contract was awarded to the Turnip Construction Company, who have been slowly and steadily seizing market share since acquiring DeepMind. Controversial CEO Donna Turnip, of course, is best known for building the new city hall in the first ring, but hasn't been able to find much support for her somewhat visionary dream for Turnip Tower, the supposedly sky-reaching structure that she wants to build underground wonder why she hasn't had any support for that. Speaking of supports, the eastern leg of Mine 3 that collapsed last week has been cleared, inspected, and reapproved for work to begin by supervisors from the Brat World Company. According to a PR spokesperson, nobody was injured in the collapse, which seemed to happen in non-working hours. The investigation into the source of the collapse is still ongoing. Speaking of PR, new councilwoman Poppy Whitfield will be holding a town hall next week to discuss, again, her idea of adding skylights to the strands. Whitfield remains confident they'll improve the mental welfare of those residents who find themselves more secluded from the community and the bustle of the bowl and provide the opportunity for new and more diverse vegetation to be grown in the canopies of the rings. But she has had trouble finding public support for the idea. She believes the construction will also provide the opportunity for displaced or injured miners to get back to work and provide for their families again without having to endure the dangerous conditions of a deep mining situation. Speaking of dangerous conditions, the sheriff's office has posted several new bounties this morning as crime is back on the rise. According to a release from Sheriff Tobias Fletcher, deputies are investigating a string of hate crimes targeting former priests and priestesses of the Awaran temples, including several kidnappings. Sheriff Fletcher asks that I remind anyone with information about these recent crimes to visit the Bull Precinct and file a report or submit an anonymous tip through the hotline. Speaking of hotline, lines in happier news it's actually keys key lime pyre has brought back the pop-up market stall for this year's festival of lights and just like last year the kids eat free so come on down moms and bring the pups with you from tumbleweb today i'm abby Mayer, wishing you and yours a lovely week sunir gontos kotex awara long ago the four ancients created a world in harmony then everything changed when the chat emped magic only Kelnor, master of good vibes, could stop them, but when the world needed him most, he vanished. Two years have passed, and four adventurers have discovered a conspiracy, a company selling magic. And although their roleplay is great, they have a lot of XP to earn before they're ready to save anyone. But I believe they can save the world. Welcome back to the Wing Badger Tavern. As the last echoes of that newscast reverberate down the tunnel outside the Twilight Fox Tavern, Avery Peppermint closes the door and turns back to the rest of you. 
Well, now you're all well-rested. I imagine you'll be wanting some breakfast. Let me whip something up. And he turns around to busy himself with food. <clears throat> um, a question. When I wake up, does the plant look any different since I left it in the sunlight? Bleary-eyed from your rest, it suddenly occurs to you, Zothkug, that it's morning, and in your excitement, you leap from your bed and rush over to the pot where your plant was. It seems well, like there's no wilting or anything, but it hasn't grown any new leaves either. Yeah, okay. the myconid is actually still curled around it sleeping. He has not woken up yet. I will not wake him up. I will head out for breakfast. I will also g- join for breakfast. I, that's the first thing I did when I woke up. <laughs> Hey, hey, cheese! What you want for breakfast? What do these people eat? What are tall folk like? We're not picky, man. Uh, what do you What do you have here? Hey, I think Cheese might have his microphone muted. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. I had a little something stuck in my throat. <clears throat> also, chat going crazy. We got a hydrate and tension pool plus one. There will be water with breakfast. Let me let me get you some water. And he hands hydrate? out mugs of water oh, first. Oh no! I got okay. I'll be back. Rookie. Wow. <laughs> Rookie. Rookie mistake. Classic. Give me a perfect excuse to take my medication chat. Thank you. Let me do a, uh, I don't know, let me do like a like a grilled platter, like a root platter, and a, uh, I'm feeling eggs. You got any like Dober eggs? Yeah, we got some. And he, he, you know, pulls out a little carton of fresh Dober eggs and cracks them into a skillet. You can hear the nice like sizzle oh, of, that of sizzle. good food mm. frying up in the morning he's got a bunch of roots <clears throat> and stuff that he's frying in there with it so you get the nice like kind of flavorful experience it's it's a big omelet is basically what he makes everybody gets yep. a big old omelet hey hey jeb man i have I like a question omelets. what's a hotline man what's a hotline yeah um <coughs> so one of the ways that we kind of keep information moving up and down the strands, I mean, up, up and, you know, through, through Tumbleweb is, is, you know, is with, it's with criers, right? Um, DM, is that normally how, the, how it works? Well, it actually used to be that way, uh, but since you left Cheese, we actually have installed these new hotlines. You got to check this mm. out. And uh, Avery Peppermint pushes open the, the front door of the Twilight Fox, and right there opposite in the wall, you can see like a small, um, like copper wire dangling from the ceiling he walks over to it and he touches it and you can see that it's hot like a little bit of smoke comes off not it's not like it's burning him it's just it's just a little warm there's a little bit of sizzle happening there but he grabs the line and he pulls it down and there is a um like a small like auto gnome type creature except it's it's like ferret sized and he whispers something into it and then it turns around and scurries off he goes, each one of these leads directly back to the precincts. They're powered by electricity or whatever. I don't know that much about it, but, what you know. In the world. Yeah. Pretty Sounds crazy, right? That's insane, man. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, well, ever I... since Edison moved into town, all kinds of crazy stuff <laughs> like that's been popping up, you know. Interesting. I did not know that such uh, devices had reached uh, this, this part of the world. That's incredible. We uh, you... we have many similar uh, things uh, where I'm from, and I remember the name of that place. I just won't reveal it now. <laughs> I mean, that's mighty rude of you. Why don't you just tell us where where it's from, Alan? Uh... But I also think it's really fascinating. Like, so so like you're familiar with this kind of stuff. It's like the uh, 
like the little the little creature that's like zipped up there or or like yeah, the copper this stuff. This looks pretty crazy. Um, uh, would, yeah. Is is that is that specifically a thing that um, Alan would be like that very specific thing is something that Alan would be familiar with, Josh? Um, or you've just probably like seen it? it in a more primitive form. Okay. Like um, probably it probably took scrolls before you couldn't speak to it. Okay. Well, things similar, uh, definitely much more common, um, but not not to the point of speech delivery like that. Um, we just simply would hand them scrolls. But uh, yes, using electricity, um, devices like that were developed where I'm from. So they can hmm. capture our voices, man? That uh, sounds like some, some voodoo stuff, man. It It's probably... Uh, Due to some sort of recording technology, uh, it was it was in development um, when I when I left home. But I, you, you know what I'd call this recording technology, like these little autonomes. You know what I'd call them if I invented them? Mm. What? I'd be like, like instead of pulling on the cable, I just give them some ears so that you could say, "Hey, Electra," and then uh, <laughs> and then they would like go off. <laughs> that seems quite uh, intuitive. What mm-hmm. a what an interesting way of doing that. Maybe I should patent that first so they have to buy yeah. my idea from yeah, me. Man. Exactly. Well, <clears throat> but what if you said anything else that started with hey and it just kept activating and turning on <laughs> when you didn't mean it to? Well, I mean, you know, everything it needed, its kinks worked out and whatnot, but you know, the idea is that they would be made out of electrum so that it would like conduct a little better. That's why it's, you know, hey electra type thing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Electra does it's, sound quite elegant for a name yeah. for this, yeah. This isn't so this isn't magic? Like this is some pretty crazy stuff. Just saying, like, now nah, there's like, like there's a there's people down there at Edison who are putting these things together. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, every town know, could use something like this. It's this is a little far fetched, but I mean, I saw it with my own eyes, so like, I, I can't deny it. Like, imagine you're at home and you just just set this up. You could like talk to the person next, like your next door neighbor. You don't have to go over to their house, man. I, I, I don't know. That, that seems a little lazy. I mean, why don't you just like? I like walking over to the, to my neighbors next door and saying hi. They're also like three feet away. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. I mean, why. you could literally like dig a hole over and poke it through and say yeah. hey, and then patch it back up. Uh, tall folk don't really dig holes like you guys do. Oh, that sounds so like such a disadvantage. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that is, yeah. What I mean, I can tell. I mean, you got real lame claws, so I, I can see that like that would be an issue. Yeah. I believe have, the point is, as demonstrated by what we just did, they're meant to deliver messages over longer distances, not exactly uh, simply to the next door. All right, mm. so the the house one over from that, so you go one house well, and then the next one past. I, I, I technically you are correct, but I, Wait, I I mean it's. I have a more important question: Is there an, a limit to how long the message can be? Oh yeah, I mean you can only talk to it for you know about a minute before it runs off. A minute's pretty long. So does it just like cut you off? Yeah, does it, it just I run mean, off. At the- yeah, it just turns around and scampers off, man. Dude, the I number think you of times test it. I think you when, should test it, Fox. Yeah, when they first when they it. first put these things in, the number of times that I tried to send a message somewhere because you got to tell it where the message is going, so that cuts into your time already. Puts you like fifteen, right. you know, seconds are spent, and then you tell it where to I, go. How do I how do I use this thing? Well, you're gonna have to wait for it to come back. Now, I mean, it just ran off somewhere. There, there isn't multiple hanging around well i mean they'll be like further down the hallways or whatever but like you know this whole strand is just sharing the one i mean what how long does it take for him to come back i guess until someone replies i mean (laughs) 
it's just going to sit on the other end until someone gives it something to say back to us. Interesting. Oh. So is it essentially only two-way con- uh, communication? Does it only send back and forth from one end to another? No no detours or anything like that? Well, I mean, they once they get to to the bowl, like they can change, you know, they can change wires and stuff, but like once it delivers its message, like it's done, you know? I mean, how often do you is need there- to have a whole conversation with someone and and it being more convenient to wait for this thing to come back than to just walk over there, right? This is it's more for stuff like, you know, giving tips to the sheriff's office or, you know, you want to you want to let a pub know you're coming and people order food. That's how I got this one right in front of here. Sometimes people will send me an order ahead of time so I can have mm. it sizzling on the skillet before they get here. You know, sizzling on the hotline. can you like make reservations it. with it, too? I mean, I guess you could, but like, you don't need no reservations at the Twilight Fox. You just show what? up. How would a regular person be able to have access to one if they need to receive one before they can send one. Do, is it simply dependent on receiving a message so that you can send a message? I mean, you just walk around until you find the next one. They're community, ah. they're community items. You know, you, they're Got right it. there on the wall in the tunnels. You just walk till the to the next one. You know. Interesting. That makes sense. Far out, man. Could you like connect cities with this? I don't know about all that. You'd have to ask the people down there at Edison. I don't know anything Did they about have, electricity. Like, houses. <laughs> <laughs> do the do the little guys the little onions creatures? is apparently not an expert on this i mean he, i'm sure he didn't make, make i'm doing my best happened. here fellas but i i'm yeah, not you're doing fantastic i'm not the right person to ask really sorry I, speaking I of fantastic these dober eggs are amazing they are pretty mm. pretty fantastic oh yeah we get them we get them market fresh you know yeah the food is good man i'm gonna go see if he has awake now all right and you go back all right guys well while uh while zothkug's gone um, do we leave without him? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just pulling your leg. Uh, I, I was going to say, uh, I believe Sothkug is a valuable member of our team. Yeah, oh, uh, no, absolutely. I'm just, yeah, I'm uh, just being silly. Okay. I, I mean, right. yeah, very <laughs> early morning silly. <laughs> Fox is just like, I, I am dead serious. <laughs> yeah, the mic in it, um, is sitting on top of the pot, like just on the little rim. With his legs crossed, doing a morning meditation. He seems to be in his trance. All right. I'm just going to say, hey, we're right outside. If you need us, uh, just come out whenever. He does not seem to reply. That's fine. And I'll come back out. Yeah, he's meditating right now. He'll be out in a bit. Well, if you guys are hoping to miss the rest of the family, you're going to have to get out of here before lunchtime because that's when Kip and uh, Mephibosheth are coming over. They're going to have Jan and Jethro with them too. So, uh, you know. Yeah. It's kind of hard to tell, uh, Underground, what, t- what time is it you'd say onions are Jeb? Morning. <laughs> yeah, Jeb pokes his head out the door and looks up through the lattice. Yeah, yeah it's it morning. Okay. We yeah, got that, sunlight. That makes sense. <laughs> what do we do? Where do we go? Well, there's some Jeb folks, was going to uh, give us a tour, man. There's that. There is that. Um... And uh, like we, I do want to be back here by by noon because I want to talk with uh, with it was Kip right who was who picked yeah. up a job at the Bright World Company sure was and uh, want to want to get That's some important. information from him on on what's happening here. That sounds good. All right, let's wait for um, you, and then we can hit the road. All right, I'm gonna finish these eggs. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but yeah. these are delicious. Yeah, walks mm. out of the the room that. Um, was made for Zothkug, so the door is like significantly larger <laughs> than Yeah is. He like strolls out and he, like, 
you know, like a, a big stretch that covers like three and a half inches wide, you know, as he like reaches out with his arms, kind of does Morning, some like, yeah. you know, limbers up a little bit, shakes out the, uh, the excess leaf and walks over to the table, slowly climbs up onto the table and then looks up at everyone and just like gives a little wave. Good morning, yeah. Yeah, just nods. So, do you need to, to eat anything, or does, like, the sunlight... Like, are you good with the sunlight? You know, I never thought about that. Yeah, what do you... He can't, he can't understand us until he gets the spores out, right? Yeah, just nods. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we... Uh, I guess it would be challenging to communicate to him that we need spores to communicate to him if we can't <laughs> communicate to As him. As you're all talking over his head, he walks over to one of your like breakfast mugs and he climb, he like scurries up the side of the mug and then reaches his hands over and little roots come out of his hands and he starts drinking the water through the roots. Ooh. I'm done with that Ooh. anyway. You're that That's your mug now. That is, <laughs> that is your mug now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Have we seen him do something like this? Scoot my mug back away from the table and hold it in my hands. Now. <laughs> I'll I'll push my mug towards him if he wants more. He looks this over at the other one and he just like he does like the world's most epic plank and you slide it under his feet and little roots come out of his feet and go into <laughs> your mug and then he drinks that water too. Now 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 hold on there you're getting greedy. <laughs> Don't be greedy. You're gonna give yourself an upset stomach. Wait, wait, wait. You begin hearing. <laughs> at the bottom of the oh. cup as it like is running out of water. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. If, if, if yeah can drink liquids, what happens if we gave yeah alcohol? I do not believe that his that body weight now, would uh, support very much, uh, very high of a concentration of alcohol. I don't think he's uh, made to, to, to uh, digest alcohol, man. Plus, I don't believe, I don't know if fungi are, are meant to, exactly, meant to process alcohol. But what if... Do they have a bloodstream? Right. I believe this is uh that would be unclear. <laughs> but what what if it works? Having though? concluded his like drinking of all the water in the two mugs, yeah, just rolls over and like it's just a mug, so he just like think like kind of falls down on the table and like pats his little myconid belly and then stands Does up. Does he got a plump little belly now? Yeah, he's got a little plump belly. Stands up and kind of <laughs> sloshes back over to the pot and crawls inside and goes back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're cleaning that oh, up uh, later, Exoth. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> there won't be anything to clean up, man. <laughs> okay. I, that's what you it say is now. curious to think about. He's would, one strange uh, little fella you all travel with. Never yeah, mind. I I mean, it's, he's harmless, man. It yeah. takes one to know one. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty cool. He gave me night vision once. Twice. Also, maybe. another fascinating he gave element me nightmares of. Once. <laughs> he is a fascinating creature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go <laughs> strap up the pot, being careful not to disturb. Yeah. Yeah. You do that. No uh, I'm not leaving it in the room alone. I'm of course. Keeping it with me. I'll be like, all so right, Jeff. let's go. Yeah. So where yeah, where are we going to first? DM. Do yes. we? Uh, do we have like a list of places? Do I have a list of places that we could go? Uh, uh go ahead. What were you gonna say, Matt? I think the only place I remember hearing about last session was uh, you know, the bowl and Thames. Yeah, I mean, most of the most of and the now action I know about in Tumbleweb happens in the bowl. Um, there's as a reminder, uh, the city of Tumbleweb 
is it's literally in the shape of a web. So there are three rings, and then at the center of those rings is the bowl. The rings are also slowly decreasing in elevation, so they're almost like steps, so that each one is is just barely touching the surface of the earth, and then the bowl extend you know extends more deeply down. And so there's like a the bowl is like a downtown, um, and then the rings are more like suburbs, and the vertical or the the spokes of the web if you will those are referred to as the strands those paths that connect you from one um, one ring to the next ring or down to the bowl and they go in all jagged they're basically paths of convenience so like new strands get made and changed all the time it's like it's not a it's not like a tended road it's like they're just these things that are there Mm. Um, the four Thames warehouses that you learned about in the last session, um, Jeb, you saw the map. They are at the outer edge of the strands, so they're like only barely in Tumbleweb. And the bowl at the center is where pretty much everything else is. The big open air market, the wells with the waterfalls coming from the ceiling. Um, the you know city hall is right on the upper lip of the bowl. Um, so all the interesting stuff you know about, certainly all the rich people live in the bowl, you know, all of the fancy estates. So if you were trying to get into the party with Jess Basin, that would be, you'd have to be in the bowl for that. Um, or you could head to other taverns. Uh, there's a bunch of taverns in town, so you could go there and look for stuff. And there is a notice board on each cardinal direction of the bowl where people can post odd jobs they need done or, you know, things like that. So... That's kind of the the information that Jeb would have to to go off of as far as deciding where to go here. So, guys, how are you how are you doing on cash? Like, do we need anything while we're here? Because this might be like a decent place to like stock up on some stuff. Yeah, uh, do, you, do you know that where I can uh, find the nearest tavern? That you know, you're in the nearest tavern, buddy. Yeah, well, we are literally in the nearest true. tavern. In the in the bowl. Sorry, I need I need a tavern with uh, people who may have more money on them. Well, oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> now come on, you you, you got to be careful. We're gonna we're gonna be here a little while, and I've got a reputation here, so we need to be mindful of that. Um, but there, I, I do man, know you want to you want to pull Operation Dragon again, dude. Yeah, all right, y'all y'all putting words in my mouth, <laughs> okay? It ain't stealing if they gave me their money and their own volition. I mean, that's by definition, yeah. Um, But I remember the other day Billy was talking about a a place that he uh, that he drank at. Um, So we and and he he said he like eats something and gets a little something in the morning before he heads out on the road. So if we want to hit him up and maybe talk to him a little bit more about uh, about edit, I mean, tame Tim's 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 Tim's. Uh, um, we could we could get a little bit more information on that, and then maybe like follow that with checking out one of the warehouses and you know seeing what kind of product that they're moving and stuff. Billy told you he likes hmm. to uh, he likes to get his drink fix at the Molehill. He's there before yeah, his shift the in the evening, and he's there after his shift in the morning because he's he's an overnight um, worker. And um, onions tells you that the only uh, the only tavern that's down in the bowl is the Bustle Inn. Uh, and it's a, you know, it's, it's basically always busy. So there are probably some people there. I mean, they've even got like tall folk size rooms down at, down at, uh, down yeah. at the bustle in. So it's always bustling. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's bustling, bustling. Is what yeah. It is. Ah, yes. Uh, I, I, my votes for that. They do a great fresh root salad. Hmm. I am just, a little interested in, uh, in some of the, the warrants that we heard on the hotline. 
Um, oh, they'd probably about, be on the notice boards. Ooh. Yeah, well, just with the like folks messing with the uh, the priests and priestess of Orara, I'd kind of like to mm-hmm. maybe nip that in the bud if you know, you know if we need some extra cash time. or something. Imagining a little like I have a hard time imagining a bunch of Jebs running around kidnapping people. I just. <laughs> I just don't see that Why? happening. You would be surprised, Fox. You would be surprised. I, I mean, Jeb, uh, Onions here. Like, everybody I've seen here seems pretty chill. I'm going to add a die to the tension know. pool since you've been talking about I mean, what to do for a while. Everyone from well, our town is pretty chill, man, but that doesn't mean there isn't any crime. I know. I just I haven't had a meta-evil mole person before, so it's... Well, we've only met put, like it, two, put it this man. way... Um, there there aren't very many pies in the bowl. Especially like, you know, deep in the bowl. That's because everybody makes like, oh. them in pans. And Onion just starts oh, laughing right. to himself. He's like off in the distance <laughs> doing something in the pantry, just like laughing at yeah. his own joke. <laughs> that's pantry. that's more of a outer rings and strand sort of thing. You know, we're we're a bit more relaxed out here and you know, when you get a lot of people uh, close yeah. together you think? in the big <clears throat> city deep down. You know, I it's. I think we uh, pass some. Sorry. No, I think we I'm pass just saying some it's, notice. It's, it's a little rougher in town. We, we <laughs> need to be mindful of that. Sorry. What are you apologizing for? <laughs> Do you think we'd pass some notice boards on the way? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I believe we already talked about possibly approaching some and seeing if we can uh, deal with or. Uh, yeah, deal with the uh, kidnappers. I, that's, we could that's do what that. From, just, yeah. My vote's still going we, down to the... We also have to make sure the Bright World Company isn't after us and they didn't like get here and put out a notice or something. I mean, ah, that's a good point. True. That's a good point. And Fox, well, if we did it this way, you might be able to get some money by stabbing people. <laughs> <laughs> Every thief's that's dream. It's not, not usually how I prefer to get my money. No? Thank you very much. I mean, you're good at it, and they always say that you, if you're good at it, you should try to find you know a way what? to make money doing it. Jeb, I'm going to have to show you how I make my money, okay? Ooh, wow. I'm going to have to show you. It's a, it's a real yeah, show. Now. Cue the anime beach episode, Jeb and Fox's Day Out. <laughs> <laughs> we need a beach episode. That would be oh. great. This summer, we'll, we'll build do a beach castles. episode. We'll go to a beach like we'll all go. Oh. That'd be cool. Fox man, are we okay. tag so teaming what, again? What like we, we did. No, no, no. This time, I, I don't know. You stand out way too much. Unlike last time, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, honestly, all of you great. guys stand you, out. You all stand out pretty much. I mean, yeah, but I, I think I can manage to slip, slip any angry patrons who feel I, like they've been. How are you gonna do that I when you're taller know. than everybody else? You are, you are much taller than everyone else. This may be a, a. a an unfamiliar situation to you where you may not be able to yeah, get out man. of I blend right in. You're too tall, man. All situations. I, have I have an idea, ways. Fox. <laughs> okay. Alright, I have an idea, Fox. If you sit on your butt and put your put your knee tuck your knees up to your chest and then button your shirt around it and like lean forward and, and just scoot. waddle back and forth a little bit. Yeah, you or you could scooch. Um I think you'd uh, probably could pass yourself very terribly <laughs> as a dirt folk. How, how do I look? <laughs> do I look I, like a dirt? Although I, I do. How does he would, look, DM? Would dirt folk roll, find uh, that offensive? Roll. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do I make? Performance, Performance? with disadvantage. 
All right. And dirt folk, I mean, some of them might find it offensive, but onions just thinks it's hilarious. It's like, what is he <laughs> doing, jeez? <laughs> oh, Fox is being Fox. I've seen him. Uh, I've seen him change hmm. his appearance can't much more differently than. Can't this. you cast reduce on him, man? Eight. <laughs> okay, you you look nothing like a dirt folk. You look like I look like little, I was in real life. You look like yeah. You look like <laughs> when a little kid like puts their shirt over their knees and they're like, "I'm shorter." Like that's what you look like. You're just like absolutely ridiculous. I mean, if we just covered all of this up with burlap, it'd probably be all right. <laughs> but you know. I, I, he would be disguised as a burlap sack that's moving, but... Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, that might help us find leads on people kidnapping others. They'd be like, oh, there's one of our compatriots. <laughs> don't don't hate on the burlap sack, okay? It's a very useful, many a versatile tool. Is it a tactical burlap sack? Yes. Attack sack, you could say. Please never <laughs> say that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... To... to Take a bit more seriously your point about the kidnapping. Perhaps, Jeb, you could pose as a kidnapper and kidnap Fox and it, as if there's like maybe two dirt folk within. He's probably the size of two dirt folk uh, inside your burlap sack. And then you can infiltrate the kidnappers. You do realize that me carrying Fox in a burlap sack would be like you carrying a cart and a burlap sack <laughs> just dragging it behind you, right? Well... I did carry a crate. Quite <laughs> handily, I might admit. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're you're not wrong. I mean, and you know, my appearance obviously blends in a bit more down here. Um, but I would uh, like DM. to keep, I would like to keep um, the heat off of me. Uh, That's you fair. Know, like, yes, because you know, you know, we, we could even like swing by my house if we if we need like a mm. place to duck out, and it's like. You know, I'd eventually like to come back here and kind of settle down, so I don't want to. Uh, uh, cheese, there. You uh, you probably shouldn't go by the uh, go by the house. Hey, why is that? Well, uh, Holly sold it. Well, that's definitely on the list now. <laughs> I mean, okay. What? I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm familiar. Uh, what's the list? Of places that we need to go to today. Ah, yeah, keep, keep, keep track, Alan. What were you? I, I wasn't sure if there was some sort of other list. Matt had a hand up. What was that for? Uh, DM, uh, what size class are Molefolk? Molefolk are small. Changelings okay. are medium. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> Just in case you needed to hear it from the boss. <laughs> I'm two and a half shins, not like without my hat. Yeah. Has Fox hidden second. behind Jeb with his hat on before? Has that been a thing? No. Dang. And it would be a thing at disadvantage. It would going to be a thing. <laughs> well, nah, I nah, believe nah. we should we should begin our our walk towards the bull and if we whether we encounter a notice board or the tavern that we're heading to first, whichever one we encounter first, we well, shall do. I it's real quick, Jeb. Like you said you had a house here. Like is this where you grew up? Like that house where you grew up? Or is that like... Gotta, gotta tell me about this house. I mean, it's, you know... It's not the house that I grew up in, though. It'd be my dad's house. But, um, yeah, I mean... I, I lived here. I've, I've got a... Had a house here. It's closer to the surface. Um, 
you know, not very deep. But, uh, yeah. Right. I don't, know what I don't, I don't mind is. that being on the list of places. Of a, I, I want to see how how Jeb would have lived. Mm. I'm curious. Well, I mean, the way Jeb lives now and the way lives. Jeb... The way Jeb lives now and the way Jeb used to live is, like, vastly different. So... Mm. Yeah, you live on the road now. Before now you had a house. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Now he lives on the edge. <laughs> we did that for a while before we fell a mile. <laughs> this yeah, is true. true. We fell off the edge. And was... now we have climbed almost nearly back on top of the edge. In fact, so would my house? My house would be true. further from the bowl than where we are right now. Your house right? was in the first ring, up at the uh, yeah. like the northeastern kind of point. You are currently in the third ring, well, a strand off of the third ring. Um, that is to the. It's on like the west side, so you kind of and it passed counts. Tumbleweb and came back in. The the rings, first, second, and third. Like third is closer to the bowl, right? No, third is furthest from the bowl. Okay, I was thinking I lived further out, um, but, you know, that's fine. Oh, sorry, the okay. house you grew up in is in the first ring. Your parents are in the first ring. I just misunderstood oh, okay. which house. No. Yes, your house no, was no, in the sense. third ring. You're also yeah. in the third ring, and your house was, like, straight east, because that way it was really easy to get to mom and dad's house if you ever needed to go visit. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yep. Shall we embark, man? Yeah, let's... Uh, I'm ready. I think we should go to the molehill first, though. Um, I think meeting Billy there and talking with him is kind of time-sensitive. We should probably, like, if we're going to catch him, we should probably hit that up first. You might have yeah, missed I mean, him already. I... Y'all talk a lot. We do. <laughs> we do. But, you know, talking's essential. It's a part of our charm. I'm going to... Are you going to the molehill, then? Is that decided? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. going to roll percentile to see if he's there. Uh, Trevor, you're also going to roll percentile. If Trevor rolls right. higher than me, then Billy is still there finishing up his meal. Otherwise, he's done and he's gone home. I'll still tell you what it's else a is roll in the off. Uh, there they are. You need to Do roll a good higher random than 56. Off. You need to roll higher right. than 56. Doable. I believe in you. 81. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Let's uh, talk about the Molehill Tavern. So you head out with directions from Onions, Avery Peppermint. It's just a, it's not nearby, but it's not far. It's, you know, maybe 25-minute walk. You head on over to the Mole Hill. Uh, the Mole Hill is doing fairly decent business this morning with uh, people who are returning from the overnight shifts in the mines and tunnels. Uh, it looks like a lot of blue-collar people. They've got a nice big common room with, like, a, a mid-sized common room behind it for drunks to go to sleep. They don't have any, like, of their own rooms or anything. And Owlin, you see uh, like a classic tavern, like brawling pit, like for for people mm. to just do like basically let off some steam, you know, gentlemen's kind of gentleman's code, you know, fists only, don't don't do any damage too bad, but like you can have some fights and and bet Is on them and stuff. Is it mole person sized? Uh, no, it's tall folk sized. Oh, um, dang. I mean. Tall folk size will fit mole people too, but like it's yeah. it's a full size room, and there is a, a okay. mix of of tall folk and dirt folk room. in here because of you know you're in one of the outer rings, and the um, these are people who work in the mines and stuff. So there's a lot of foreign um, foreign people who come for work in the mines and in mm-hmm. the tunnels. Um, behind a messy bar that's got lots of people sitting at it. Um, a, a gnome is doing steady business, keeping himself busy. Just fill one cup, turn around, fill the next, fill the next. You know, he's just, he's, he's busy. He's working. 
um, you do notice that like even though there's a lot of clientele in there, the only things they seem to have to eat are like alcohol, bread, and then like a really exquisite stew. That's like there's no mm-hmm. other other food, but the stew does smell pretty good. It's like a veggie based stew. Um, and in the back corner, uh, it looks like maybe just polishing off like a nice, you know, nice fresh loaf of bread and finishing the last bowl, uh, last spoon of his stew is Billy, the delivery driver. He's sitting there. He finishes. He sits back and like pats his belly, you know, his little dirt belly. He's nice and nice and full. He stands up to uh, go pay. So that's as you walk in the in the room. So he's got his back to you because he's headed to the front to pay for his food. Hey, what's going uh, on, Billy? Oh, uh, hello. How, how's it going, guys? Uh, wow, we it's it's only been like like an, an evening. How's everyone doing? I'm doing well, doing well. Hey, I meant to ask you. Your last name wouldn't happen to be Savalis, would it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Vasalis. Oh, oh, okay. I thought I thought I saw that on like your clipboard the other day. Yeah, Billy Vasalis. That's my name. Nice, nice, very nice. Yeah. So, uh, well, hey, how how what, was the rest of your delivery shift? Oh, I mean, it was fine. I was I was done delivering for the night. I just had to go in there and get the carts ready for the next crew to you know head out in mm. the morning. Uh, basically, what we do is I show up to a full cart, take it out, do all my deliveries, come back once I'm nice and tired out, and I load up the next cart for the morning, folk. Very nice. Chat says he's his third cousin. Very nice. Uh, hmm. What is well? Use your I, words I'm out sorry. I, I I can't seem to fully. Form yeah, you doing a, all right there, here. stranger? You need a you need something I, to eat. I would love something it's, to eat. It is. Thank it's, you. That, it's that, late that, morning. If idea. you haven't had breakfast yet, you probably should have something. And he turns around and goes, "Hey, I, hey, Al, Alavon, you got any more bread back there?" And the the gnome just like waves an acknowledgement as he's like moving around. And after a few minutes of him refilling tankards and taking pay from people, he does eventually slide like a nice charcuterie board with a big fresh loaf of bread on it over to you. And he just goes, for you, it's on the house, man. You're here every day. And he just keeps going around doing his thing. Ah, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, did, did breakfast uh, not fill you up, man? I... I Oh, so you had breakfast Sometimes already? I, I, well, he's I a big guy. Have, he's a growing I, boy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dirt, dirt folk, uh, dirt folk proportions uh, don't entirely uh, fill me up. I, I'm very thankful for this. You Brett, gotta justify you. yourself, man. Your stomach, you know, you you yeah, know when you're full I, or not. I you, mean, you, you you probably hid that entire could hide that entire bowl of stew in one of your biceps. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could eat twice what I do. I mean, like you're you're lugging around that sword all day. So, yeah. I'm calling him uh, fat. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. No, I, I, I understand. They're they're simply calling me uh, large Thick. in a muscular sort of way. Yeah, which he, he burns I, that energy. If you've ever seen, man, if you saw him down there in that pit, boy, you would see him burn this entire bit of stew off in in, oh, in a, yeah. the most beautiful way. It's it's exquisite to watch, watch him work. Wow. I, I, uh, you should no come back for, on Saturday. Uh, Join in the fights. I, 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 I appreciate um, the invitation, but I... I, I no need, I'm gonna go no ahead need. and do a, a spot check to see if there's like uh, a sign up anywhere <laughs> for this so-called event. Okay, uh, you don't need to do a spot check. There is a, a like a clipboard with a parchment on it on the wall, and there people can sign up for things. So, all right, uh, preferably without Alan noticing, I'm gonna go over there and write <laughs> Alan's name. <laughs> <laughs> Roll stealth, I would think. Uh, I, well, no, I don't know if Alan's looking for it. Uh, Alan, that's... what's your passive perception? Let me look. A million. Twelve. Twelve? 
Yep. Uh, Fox, roll a stealth versus his passive perception of 12. All right. Because you're actively in a conversation, so. Uh, well, I can tell you he didn't make it with a 16. Yep. So Dang. you are able to head over there and sign his name. Uh, and you are now separate from the group, I guess, if you wanted to do some kind of shenanigan. Back in the These conversation while he thinks about his shenanigan. Uh, <laughs> so, so, uh, so how'd you get into fighting? Well, I, I, I was a, a, a soldier actually for, for a long time. I now consider myself more of a, a, a researcher or a, a scientist, but, um, ah, you must I, be in I town for the lab, necessary. huh? The lab, uh, no, uh, yeah, yes, what? Uh, yes, the lab. <laughs> ah, yeah, it's, uh, the, it's the last one still standing, you know. Ah, yes, that's that's why it's so important that I go see it. Um, I I am unfamiliar with the town's layout, however. Uh, could you point me the direction of it from here? Ah, yeah, it's, it's it's just uh, the north or the north edge of the bowl. You know, go down mm. to the deepest level of the bowl. You know, get down, get down in the downtown, and then mm. it's the it's the northernmost building. You can't miss it. It's the giant one. Thank you. Yeah, ah, of course that that makes sense. Thank you. Yeah, you know all the all the other temples to Awara have been uh, pretty mistreated, but that one, I, if you ask me, mm. I think that one's been getting some protection and restoration from uh, Miss Mollusk and uh, and the Edison folks. I think they Very need the uh, I think they need the tech in that lab for whatever it is they're doing. Hmm. That that makes sense. I am very much intrigued to go to go visit the lab. I thought you already knew about the lab. I I knew about the lab. I was visiting the lab more for uh, like personal interest reasons, but I did not know that it was being used by uh, Edison and uh, Mollusk for for those intentions. But yes, well, it's just a speculation, of course. I mean, I I I'm just a lowly delivery man. What do I know? Hence, I just hence know why I've been, I hence why I didn't know about it. I just have been see, shipping that, that, an that awful lot of boxes out. full of things that say Edison on them down to the <laughs> lab. But you know, what do I know? Sure, sure, yeah. Hmm. I, I'm sure often you 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 may notice things like that. Uh, is that is that like a, a weird part of your job? Do you ever feel like strange about that aspect where you know when you start noticing patterns and stuff like that, or is that just normal? I mean, it's it's normal, you know. I mean, we sell everything, so pretty much everybody's buying stuff. You know, mm. we just got to make the rounds. Eventually, you get to know some of the folks. You know, it's always nice to see Miss Marianne. You know, she just got married, uh, so it's pretty cool to you know stop in and see them, say hey. Uh, drop off stuff, uh, you know. But it's 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 a it's a fine job, you know. Mm. Makes sense. Do, yeah. Do they get, do they get a lot of? I mean, I don't want to ask you the question. You know, the contents of your packages. I'm sure that's confidential. But I've heard I that there's like you. a lot of construction. Yeah, I'm sure there's like a lot of a lot of. I've heard there's a lot of construction like going deep deep down under the bowl and whatnot. Do do you, uh, do you yeah, see only, much action down there? Only recently, but I mean, I we don't we don't deliver anything down there. There's no registered mm. address or anything. Uh, if you're talking about the, uh, you know, Edison's got that permit down there to build yeah, whatever yeah. it is they're building. Now, nah, I mean, if they're buying supplies for that, we'd just be shipping them to the Edison factory, you know, or to the, the Edison yeah, they, they keep it uh, facility. Or keep it so in their company. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, what what brought you out here first thing in the morning? I thought you had family in town you were visiting. Oh, I'm giving I'm giving these guys a tour. I met with some family uh, family yesterday, and uh, probably gonna fe- you know meet with a, a couple more later on today. But but yeah, these nice. you know Alan's obviously you know been around you know with the lab and, and whatnot. Fox and Zoth here, they uh, they're kind of new to the area. And 
I yeah, was just man. showing them around and, and stuff That's like that. That's really cool here. You know, we learned about the uh, the hotlines. Oh yeah, we we got the hotlines. You don't you don't have those other places? Never seen uh, them before in my life. We do, uh, but uh, I did not know that they were uh, like widespread and they also included voice commands now that's that's very interesting oh yeah man they take messages and deliver them we get orders that way all the time mm. Mm. that makes sense yeah you know people place an order give an address you show up collect your payment very smooth yeah so so like i'm 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 fascinated by these things when when they come to your one of your warehouses is there like a little door that the that the thing comes through Oh no! It just sits outside, and it it does like a little pleasant, you know, like get you get your attention noise. I gotcha! I gotcha! Yeah. And then somebody's got to go out there and record the order down because it's like you know spoken. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can get them to repeat themselves once. You can go say that again, and they'll say it a second time, but only the one time. So y'all probably got like interns out there to record the messages or something. Oh, we just send whoever's working reception that day. That you know, anytime a message comes in, they go out and take it. Take it down. Makes sense. Makes it's basically sense. the same as someone coming to the front office, you know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, it, it do you suppose, or is it possible for uh, people to send payment through these hotlines as well? Ah, uh, no, or they don't. They don't carry nothing. They're uh, interesting. They they uh they used to have models that carried stuff, but you couldn't talk to them. But they moved a whole mm. lot slower. So uh, these ones mm. these ones are a lot quicker, and uh, people in general seem to be much much happier now that their messages get delivered on time. That makes sense. They probably took 30% commission too, which is, you know. I wouldn't know nothing about no commission, sir. Yeah. I'm just speculating. Uh, do you not receive commission for your work? Or is are you paid uh, hourly or on a salary? I'm paid hourly. Hourly. Okay. That makes sense. Well, Billy, well, it's been a pleasure. Hope I get to bump into you again. It's been a pleasure for me as well. I'm uh, I'm headed home to go to sleep. Enjoy your sleep. And he just stands up and walks off out of the uh, out of the molehill tavern. Now, if you'd like to hang out in the molehill, I will let one of you roll a perception check to try and overhear like other conversations in the room, or you can you know interrupt conversations or or whatever. Uh, Jeb's got his hand up. What's up? Got a question. How how much do I look like Billy? Like, do we resemble each other at all? I mean, you are both dirt folk, so like to a tall right. folk, you're probably close enough. But you are you're well, also like, like distinctly color. different. I mean, he's got like you know beefy like freight moving arms, so mm-hmm. you know there's there's definitely a different in like difference in like he's build and thick. body type. Um, <laughs> he's thick. What is yeah. what does the uh, what does his uniform look like? His uniform is um, blue overalls with an orange vest over the top of it like a like a high visibility vest um and he's got like a big old notebook and a pen because the notebook and pen are like tall folk sized but everything else is dirt folk sized so they you know it's like the whole chest pocket is taken up by the notebook and pen. Hmm. okay i will make note of that for an unrelated incident in the future the sixth tension <laughs> die has just been added to uh, oh, to the no. tension pool by the chat, despite it only having been about uh, three hours. So I'm going to roll and see if anything that, happens to you. That here. seems like a pattern that seems to be recurring by someone in the chat. It does seem like a bit of a pattern, doesn't it? Grubbug's like, you need to get a move on. Yeah. <laughs> Grubbug is like, you guys talk so much. Yeah. Uh, I could I make a that um, perception check, Josh? 
Um, you could, but you might want to check with the group first. I'm pretty mm, sure I, the cleric's perception is not going to be the highest. I do want to say something real quick. Uh, yeah. I say I feel like Fox has been has been had a, had an idea for trouble brewing. Oh, yeah. Um, by now, I think I would start making my way back. But before that happened, um, I want to find the two meanest people who don't know each other. <laughs> meanest, toughest looking tall folk. Okay, insight check. Uh, with disadvantage, because I assume you're trying to, like, not just, just stare like people up and down and, like, I wonder how mean you are. <laughs> I assume you're trying to be a little discreet <laughs> about it. As as you're doing this insight check and you're looking for people, uh, Jeb, Allen, and Zothkug, you all notice just outside the door of the Molehill Tavern, you see a, um, a medium-sized serval kind of slinks by going down the tunnel. If you're not familiar with a serval, it is a type of wild cat similar to the ocelot. It is a mm. smaller leopard, basically. Um, it's got like um, bushy little whiskers that come out and like the sharper, like high corner ears. But otherwise, I've seen it of them. It, it's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a, it's, it's a wild cat, basically. Um, okay. And you see one of them just like, it just kind of slinks down the hallway, passing the door. It rolled really high. Oh yeah, are you are yeah. you lying to me right now? Because that's the I got the, a five. Yeah, that's the tone you use when you lie to me. Uh, you <laughs> identify two people who you think are the meanest people in the bar, despite the fact that it's two older ladies who are sitting down, like just having a single thing of bread, and two like like half size, you know, like dirt already when they when they drink instead of a pint they have like a half pint glass so this is a half of that is what each of them is drinking and they're just sitting there like casually communicating to each other but you're pretty sure they're the meanest people in the bar <laughs> I, I gotta find people who don't know each other though or do I think they don't know each other I have no idea I didn't realize that so sure they're you you think one of them is mean and then the other one that you think is mean is some other person okay <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab um, some other person's uh, coin purse if I can. Okay, slate a hand. Do 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 sixteen. You go to grab nice. you go to grab some other person's coin purse, and the uh, young fit buff man turns around. As just as you're reaching for the coin purse, spins around and goes, "What do you think you're doing there, stranger?" I'm gonna go as if though I was tripping and falling, and immediately fall to the ground. Uh, <laughs> deception with disadvantage. This person rolled a nat twenty to notice you. Uh, nineteen. Oh, wow! You just barely passed your insight, like their <laughs> insight check. Like, oh my goodness! I'm I'm sorry, stranger. I'm, and he he kind of oh. crouches down and like helps you up. You all right there? I'm, I'm, I thought oh, you were going for yeah. my coin purse. I can't. I'm so sorry. No man, I almost I almost hit you. That's that's my fault. I I sorry about that, man. Oof. Can I can I get you can I get you something? I mean, if you want to refill this for me, you can. And he's got like a full pint glass, you know. Okay, yeah. I I go take it. And I'll, I'll be back. I'm gonna go to the bar. Um, what's the toughest, hardest thing you got here? Uh, the barman tells you, "Oh, it's probably some <laughs> fishtail ale. Let me get you some of that." And he he goes back and pulls out. You see like a whole bunch of different um, barrels of of different fishtail ale products, 
and he picks one of them. I don't know anything about alcohol, chat. He picks one of them that is the strongest <laughs> thing and then puts that in the in the glass for you and hands it back. The I one that, that has uh, alcohol. Careful yeah. there, Fox. That one, we call that one Firestarter. Firestarter by Finchtail Ale. It's canon. Yep. Um, I'm going to go ahead, uh, walk it back. Uh, here you go. Refilled for you. Thank you so much. He, you know, sits back down and I guess continues drinking. Are you going to start right. a conversation with him or keep moving? No, my plan got foiled, so <laughs> I best leave while I'm while I'm ahead and not ganged up or, on. Or at least neutral, net zero. Yeah. <laughs> net zero. I'm going to leave while I'm net zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Chat casts Unseen Servant. While Fox has the guy's attention, the Unseen Servant lifts the coin purse and puts it in Fox's <laughs> offhand. Ooh. I'm gonna unseen servant can obey simple commands, so I'm gonna roll it a slate of hand with disadvantage um, to see if it can it can achieve this. Ooh! If you believe it, you can achieve it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. If you believe in yourself, roll. you can ride a bike. Uh, so I'll ask uh, Jeb. Hey man, are there like cats down here? Like, is that a common thing to see? Did you guys see that cat? I did see I that did. cat. Fox, as you're as you're talking to him and, and you finish your conversation, just as he turns around to leave, his coin purse presses itself into your, your other hand. Like you're leaning on the bar talking to him, you know, and your other hand, his coin purse just gets pushed into it. Never look a gift horse in the mouth. Um, I'm going to go over um, and find somebody else. So this is the and- time you're not suspicious of something. And, and just put it down, uh, like, behind them. Like, as if though it's near them, right? As if though it's theirs. But somewhere where they're not paying attention, right? If they're facing this way, I put it right to their left, right? Okay. And then I'm going to go back to the guy and be like, Hey, man, I think I think that guy over there just stole your coin purse. <laughs> this is, the situation here is... <laughs> you're, you're being a little sus. Why don't you roll a deception for me? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna roll with hey, his insight with advantage. <laughs> Dude, let's go. What, do you, what am I doing? Deception? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. 23. Oh, dang. He got an 18, so I was like, there's no way, but I guess there's a way. He goes, I got a what? plus 8. So someone, go. was, someone was robbing me? And he stands up and he goes over to the, the random guy's table and he goes, what are you doing with my coin purse, huh? And he like pushes the chair back and the music in the tavern that is playing ambiently from, I guess, speakers goes off <laughs> with a twang. <laughs> twang. You guys. <laughs> hey, guys, I think we should I go back to the group. Uh, hey. I think we should probably uh, head on out. <laughs> Not again, Fox. Why? Why do you do this? What are you uh, talking about? What, what do you mean again? It's happened uh, before. The fight I is, just got a drink. The fight is pretty good and evenly matched. They rolled a 14 and a 13 on their generic, you know, bar brawl checks. So they're, <laughs> they're like... They're fighting yeah, checks. Yeah, they're like trading blows and still going at it. A chair gets knocked over and so on and so forth. Um, Fox, oh, oh, wait. wait. Uh, I, I pull some random passerbys... Okay. Uh, taking bets. Taking bets. <laughs> How my many? Bets I'm on the guy the with guy. the fire starter. My uh, money. My money. I'm the guy with the fire starter. Um. The. Let's see. You are able to collect. Uh, three wings, on the guy whose coin purse was taken. Okay. And you collect, five wings on the guy who, st- stole the coin purse. 
So as a reminder, you've got wings, wingles, and wingle digits. So these are lesser wingle digits is, is what they are. Um, yeah. And that's the, those are the stakes. I guess now I have to find out how the fight ends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, there was a significant victory here by... I've got five wings on Firestarter. Yeah, there was a significant victory by Firestarter. Jeb, why don't you um, like narrate for us how the brawl ends? Because um, oh, I mean, this is a serious win, you know. It was amazing. Like you know, the the, the uh, fire starter was just like going to town on this guy. They were, they had he had them gripped by the wrists, and they were like in this like pushing back and forth thing. And he like broke loose and just nailed the guy right in the stomach. But again, the guy, the other one came and clocked him in the jaw. And when he did, he just like like spit a bunch of fire starter that was in his mouth all over the guy's face, and he couldn't like see or whatever. And, and he like wrestled him to the ground, pulled his his uh his coin pouch back and like had his ID in it and was like, see, see. Mm. And that's like, yeah. yeah. ID. And, and, and then like, you know, standing over him there, the fight kind of ended. And as soon as everyone else realized that he was kind of justified, the like random bard in the corner who was playing a bunch of instruments at once just goes back to playing all his instruments and the music keeps going. He's restrung his loot in the time it took for this fight to happen. He's just like, yeah, this happens. And, the, you know, everyone goes back about their business. Even the barkeep, um, Alavon or whatever um, he was called, he just, like, continues doing his thing. He's like, whatever, I'll clean that up when, you know, when the guests move out. It's a busy breakfast time. I go ahead and uh, pay back the people who bet three wingle digits. I give them back, or two wing. I give them back two wings. They bet a wing, they get back two wings. Okay. I give Jeb the rest since he bet a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, uh, uh, if I do the math correctly, uh, two wings. Because <laughs> nobody else really bet that high. Sorry, Jeb, this is all I had left after payouts. I, I believe you owe me four wingles. Uh, well, see, nobody really bet against Four you. wingles and eight wings, <laughs> if my math is correct. Well, here's your wings back, but nobody bet <laughs> oh, no, against I get you, that. so... Yeah. But I bet five, and it was, you know, you, so you owe me five yeah, yeah, wrinkles. Yeah, but you don't, the odds were in your favor, so you don't, you don't get that much back. <laughs> you, get, you get these two wings. I don't believe this was stated before the bets were called. Ah, uh, that was uh, something you should have asked. I don't think you gave odds either. I mean, if, if, if this is a, a problem, we can uh, talk this out. In the meantime, I can hold on to these two wings if you don't want them. <laughs> and Jeb takes them and is like... We'll talk about this later. As as you um, as you finish saying that to him, someone comes up behind you and goes, "You know, it's always good to honor your bets." And you turn around, and there is a, um, you know, like traveling jacket, worn pants. Um, it's a it's a tall folk. It's a human. And as he's as he's speaking, he kind of reaches out and holds out the rest of what you were owed, Jeb, um, the four wingles or whatever it was, and and eight wings. And as he hands it out to you, um, underneath his hand tattooed on his wrist, you can see a, a D6 with a snake coming out of it. Ooh. I push his hand back and say, he'll make good on it. I appreciate that, though. It's always good and to Jeb, have friends back like, you up. And Jeb, like, pulls his hat down a little bit. <laughs> the, well, thank you, stranger, but uh, I think I think we're all at it out, right? Well, it's uh, uh, yes, good I, that your friends have your back for you. And he, he kind of walks up to the bar to order a drink. 
Fox. Yeah? You want to tell me what just happened? I need you to suss him out for me. All right, I'm gonna I, go I believe ahead and... Fox has done enough sussing out uh, already. I mean, Fox has indeed done some sussing out, and we're tr- I'm trying to like keep this whispered out as we're walking out the door. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and do a quick insight check on the guy. Okay. I need I need to know if he's alone or if there's anybody with him. Hey, um, hey, Jeb man. Fourteen. Hold on. Fourteen. Hold that thought, Zoth. Uh, with a fourteen, Uh-oh. you uh, no. you realize that he hasn't actually ordered anything at the front of the bar. He's just standing there, holding something small and reflective in his hand, watching you. Just as the group <laughs> walks out into the hallway, and there are three more people who are standing there, same like kind of worn traveling jacket and and kind of generic pants, um, but they're all standing out there. And as soon as you walk outside. Uh, one of them goes, hello, Jebediah. And he's got a little cigar hanging out the edge of his mouth. And he goes, you know, it's uh, it's been a while since we saw each other. You uh, pretty sure you had a, a little bit of a tab run up with us, didn't you? Are you sure do this I, is Jebediah? This man's named Pebbles. Do I know uh, this individual's name? Like, do I, I recognize this individual? You don't recognize this individual. I mean, he's got the tattoos on his arms, but like yeah. you don't you don't recognize him in particular. I'm gonna, I'm standing a little from Jeb and be like, this this man's name's Pebbles, not Jeb. Uh, roll deception with disadvantage. Can I assist? Uh, yes. I don't believe I have heard of a Jebediah. Eighteen. Uh, sorry, no, fifteen. Okay, you can roll to it. assist, Alan. Okay. Uh, let me find deception. There it is. Fifteen to assist. Okay. Uh, is anybody else going to roll to assist? Zoth just like freezes and is like trembling a little bit with his hands up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm no. an elbow Zoth. Like um, I love together, that. <laughs> Way to stay in character. The three, so the three people who are standing there look at each other, and the one who spoke to you first with a cigar coming out of his mouth goes, "You look an awful lot like Jebediah." And he pulls out a parchment and unrolls it, and it's like a very, very accurate painting of Jebediah is on this on this thing. And underneath it, it says tab, and then there's like <laughs> a huge amount. They're they're drawn in some kind of code that you don't speak, but there's a, a huge amount of like glyphs down there indicating money owed. Um, and he goes, you know, we gave you a month to pay it back because you said you needed some time, and it's uh, you know, it, it's been two and a half weeks, and you left town on us. You didn't tell us you were leaving town. I mean, this sounds like this is all Jebediah's problem, not Pebbles here. Uh, if we see a Jebediah, we'll make sure to pass on the message. I, I believe it is important, and this is something that I've learned uh, recently as I've been interacting with many different places than I previously had. It's important to check your own biases when observing someone from another background than you. And I believe that it it, it would require your own re-examination of biases that you think that this man Pebbles is Jebediah. Who you call um, it biased. And one of the like I- beefier like muscle guys to the side takes a step towards you and he just gets right up in your face. I'm going to do a spot I check behind us simply? to see if they're being surrounded. Are we being surrounded? No, there's just the three of uh, them right now. Okay. I am simply calling for everyone to view this situation objectively. And that 
This is clearly not Gemini. Soth, you remember Operation Dragon? Remember how we left? Yeah, 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 man. All right, Jeb is the gnome in this case. <laughs> you know what to do. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta leave. I, I'm very confused. I'm waiting to see what Operation Dragon is so that I can figure out what they do. <laughs> you, 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 you do remember Zoth what, what it is, right? As you're, t- okay. hold on. as you're talking to each other, he says, "Holy shakes his head, no." As, as you're talking to each other, the one who spoke to you first, the cigar guy, um, he goes, "Now, now, you don't need to be afraid." And he reaches out fast as lightning, and you like kind of flinch back a little bit, Jeb. But right as he's about to make contact with you, he very, very gently like pats you on the shoulder. No need to be afraid. Look, we just needed you to let us know where you're going. You still got a week and a half to pay back your debts. We just, you know, we didn't want you thinking that we'd forgotten about you or anything like that. I mean, you know, travel times can make things a little tough. We didn't want you to get, you know, if you if you figure it out, but you, you, you know, you're out here at the end of your month. We didn't want there to be any misunderstandings. So uh, we came out here just to make sure everything's going okay for you, you know? What's your name? My name is Pablo. And Jeb turns to the other two guys. What's your names? We don't do names. You recognize <laughs> that the people who don't do names are members of, like, their, their ranks in, in the guild are the enforcers. There's only, like, ten of them, and they are, like, one step below, like, the big kahuna. If you don't do names, does that mean I can call you thing one Jeb, or thing two? Fox, Fox. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. They both just kind of turn a little bit of a like a lead stare towards you, but they don't acknowledge you. Other than that, uh, Jeb flips the uh, the guy with uh, with the cigar. Um, a wingle he flips him off. No, no sorry. <laughs> just flips him a flips him a wingle, and uh, and says. Have yourself a good stay. Make sure you get. Make sure you enjoy yourselves. Oh, we always enjoy ourselves. It. Yep. And they just kind of they they like look at each other, and they the the cigar guy hands you a um, like a like a small piece of parchment. He just kind of tucks it into like the front of your collar, and then they turn around and walk off. And when you open it, there's just an address on it. All right, Jeb, you're gonna you're gonna have to explain to me what yep, just happened. Yeah, yeah, num num, yeah, num num. I'm sorry, Foxman, but a uh, dragon only worked when I had full access to magic. Do you not remember you picked up the gnome? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so was your yeah. grandmaster plan to pick up Jeb and run away? Was <laughs> 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 that the plan? <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we did so much more with that, you know. Like, there was a whole like like I, I used thaumaturgy. Yeah, but obviously, you got to minus the magic out of it, so that's what it breaks down to. That wouldn't have worked. We were surrounded. It, it may have confused Soth less if you had called it like simplified dragon or uh, flightless. All right, dragon. listen, we're not we're not talking about dragon anymore because we're just dragging this conversation way too much so let's dragging it uh-huh let's, i get it let's, let's do somewhere else 
Preferably uh, somewhere where we're more comfortable. Oh, so dragon was spelled D-R-A-G-G-I-N apostrophe. Yes. I believe that that's kind of the pun, yes. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little slow on that right now. It's okay. It was uh, the the original uh, operation was much we more. We should we should not do this in the nature. doorway. Let's let's walk while we're <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. dragon. Okay. What, what was the originals of? Uh, there was a lot more theatrics to it. Mm. So basically, Operation Dragon. You see, right? We had this whole setup where uh, <clears throat> I won't tell you how we got into a situation where no, no, the start entire- at the beginning. It's okay. You can start at the beginning. <laughs> Also, while this conversation is happening, where exactly are you guys going? To the notice board. I'm following Jeb. Which notice? I was gonna say, I think I'm whatever. absentmindedly following that cat. Okay. Um, the cat mm. is headed for the bowl. Are you, so if you're walking with Jeb, then you're headed towards the bowl. The notice boards are yeah. in the bowl, so you can go yeah. to okay. one of them. Um, if you're, I guess, if you're just absentmindedly following it, I'll just roll a d4 to figure out which one you go to. Okay, carry on. Um, so. I could like mold earth and I can create water and so like with that combination we could do some fun like distractions and then while people are focused on that I'd like pick up the gnome and we'd run yeah see alright the gnome was actually uh, you call it a client of ours alright and the gnome had evidently um, you know slept with somebody's wife Um, (laughs) and so he needed to get out of town fast the problem was he was stuck, holed up in the inn. And he couldn't leave because he had to go downstairs, and they were watching the stairs. Mm-hmm. So uh, we used Operation Dragon, and we dragged him out that front door while nobody was looking. I I have a couple of questions. One, I did not know that... Were, were you in business together before you met? I thought you simply were running away from... Or I, or I was under an impression... You didn't give me the impression of business partners. Uh, that's that's a good impression. Yeah, no, that's 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 fairly accurate. Uh, <laughs> it's just occasionally we have to work together on certain things, and uh, we, we hung out a little bit. I was you know, sort of the outcast, so no one really talked to me much. And Fox is Fox, and he talked to me. Hey, man, sometimes you need muscle, or at least the appearance <laughs> of it, on some of my jobs. And, and and that is the other question that I had. Um. What do you mean sneaking the gnome out when no one was looking? Zothkug is much larger than the gnome, probably distractingly so. No, uh, see, Zothkug was doing the distraction for once. I had to literally drag him. I thought Zothkug picked up the gnome. Well, he does. Let me finish the story. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just simply confused by the order of events. After I got him out the front door, okay, it was going smoothly. Until... Someone, I guess somebody was paying the barkeep to keep an eye. The barkeep spotted me and pointed out to the entire crowd, hey, he's dragging the gnome off. And of course, you know, the whole town starts coming after me. So I have Zoth pick him up and run because I ain't going to be able to pick up this gnome and run with his backpack. The man had some lot of gold in that backpack. Let me just tell I you. Had, I had to pick up the gnome and fox and run. It was a time. We didn't go back to that town. No. That makes sense. The only thing more fascinating than your story, Fox, is Owlin's interest in the details of that story. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I simply had already uh, come up with my own theories as to Zothkug and Fox's background together. I mean, uh, simply yeah, from very, things they're, that they're a very said. odd couple. I mean, you're not agreed, wrong. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And and this this story just didn't fit those theories. It was an outlier, and so I just wanted to learn more of it. We yeah. have lots of stories together. Uh, that's pushing it, Zoth. <laughs> <laughs> And you see, those two reactions do fall within what I would have predicted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> where, where are we? You look up and you find that the ceilings are getting a bit lower as you pass the first ring headed towards the bowl. Uh, the tunnels are now much more dirt folk sized. Um, originally, Jeb, you would probably know this. Uh, Tumbleweb was originally just the bowl, and then they dug out as they needed more mm, space. Yeah. So the bowl was all dirt folk sized, and then as they dug out, they got more and more accommodating. And they've done some retrofitting on the like the downtown area in the bowl, but the ceilings of the like the strands are still pretty low. And so Owlin and Zothkug, you are having to significantly like duck your heads or like even bend over a little bit at the waist. Whereas Fox for you, it's just like kind of a tight squeeze. Like your head <laughs> could either brush the top or you have to crouch just a little bit to keep I'm going to make myself an inch shorter. Yep. There you go. Now you hey, have Fox, exactly do the shirt sure thing. Do what? Do, do the what? Do the shirt sure thing, Fox. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got you. I'm joking. I'm just poking fun oh. at you. I think it's hilarious that you guys don't fit. I got that's this. Just me. I, I think I, I think I have a better. I, I can do this better. If you try to walk like that, it'll take all day to go a foot. <laughs> can I, uh, Jeb? Do these tunnels open up more? Uh, they open up straight in front of you and straight behind you, but that's about <laughs> it. But it, hey, does it? Is this at least look convincing? Uh, do I roll? What was it? Performance? Yeah, performance with disadvantage. <laughs> 18. All right. Dang. You are fairly High convincing. Rolls. You don't look like a dirt. You just look like like your head is still medium creature sized, but then <laughs> your body looks like small creature sized, and then your normal medium creature sized feet are at the bottom. <laughs> I mean, Fox, so I you're gotta a say, it's, it's significantly better than last you time, but like you just look a, like a human baby. You look like an Among Us astronaut. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah, fair enough. He looks I figure, sus. I figure I, I get like a a dirt folk uh, trench coat and and a large hat to hide my face. Might might work. It's fair. You could try it. I would with an eighteen. I'll let you try it. <laughs> oh no! I was just talking out loud with that one. I ain't okay. gonna do it. Um. So you can do. You, know, can you do that? No. Like, could you make your nose like all big like mine? That isn't dependent on my size restraint, right? I yeah. don't think so. Yeah, and I can change it to anything that's. I don't know if you can give yourself a snout. Maybe you can. I don't know. That will uh, require further research. For today, you can. If it goes away, it's okay. like you figured it out the one time, but you can't remember how you did it. Dang. <laughs> I, I recreate uh, Jeb's face. Okay. You do. <laughs> roll a straight d20. 17. You do a 17 job of recreating Jeb's face. <laughs> you look Seven, like, I would uh, rate it a 17 out of 20. <laughs> so that's what I'd look like if I was fat. His <laughs> legs and knees are just like out in front of him. <laughs> Fox, I have an inspiration for, for trying so hard. <laughs> I mean, that's I am, honestly yeah. not bad. I'm going to try to mock Jeb's voice like, oh, yes. I, I'll pull out, a, uh, pull out a spare set of clothes. Like a, sp a spare. Hey, how you doing, Pop? Okay, but can we not can we not gloss over that his Jeb voice is just Bane? 
<laughs> no, that's not Bane. Yeah, Josh did a better Bane. Until I put on the mask. Okay. Anyway, back into the game of Dungeons and Dargons. So you actually lose sight of the. Hey, Travenade One. Thank you so much for the follow. We appreciate you. Um, Hello. You make your way into the into the bowl, and as you enter the bowl, the path does open up. You have headroom again because the bowl has a big slope and it curves into the center of the city in the downtown area. It is a big old wide open like space. You can see the whole way across. It's probably I don't know maybe. (laughs) 30 or 40 city blocks across um, to the other side of the bowl. And then there's also, like, there's some space around the outside of the downtown area. I see that. Uh, vicious mockery. Nobody cared who I was until I did a bad voice. Uh, Fox has been viciously mocked. Have you marked your damage and stuff? You got that? Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I marked my emotional damage. Great. Um, you lose sight of the serval in the, like, taking in the downtown area. So it's not like mm-hmm. it did anything to give you the slip. You just were like looking around and and so the serval has run off. But you do realize it's not the only random animal wandering around. Like here and there sure. you see, you know, there's like oh there's a mongoose going around its way or you know like there there are little other animals in the area. Rand animals, you could yeah, say. Yeah, rand animals. Um and you also you find that uh in your random meanderings you have wound up on the like kind of due west cardinal side of downtown. And so the closest notice board to you is the western notice board, and it's right at the foot of this uh, this slope leading down into the bowl. So I'm assuming you would like to pause and look at that, because I think Zoth or, or someone said that yes. was important to them. All right, there yeah. are uh, four, Here we are, guys. There it is over there, Zoth. There are four things, uh, like, kind of nailed up to the notice board. The first one says, Master Brewer in search of amber water lily from the Southern Sea for brewing. Contact Finchtail Ale Company for details. The next one says, New tailor in need of experience and practice will make or mend your clothes for free. The next one says, Need well-traveled adventurers to help make sense out of strange things I've been seeing. I'm at the Bustle Inn every evening playing harmonica. And the next one says, Deputies looking for temporary night watch for a bank that's afraid of being robbed. Contact Deputy Anderson for details. I will. I'm happy to reread those if you need them. Um, so there's no like Bright World or anything. No flyers from Bright World. No, just those okay. four. Just those four notices. Uh, but each Zoth notice will board will to... have a different set of things on it, yeah. so you can check the others. That's what I was about to ask. Okay. Zoth will turn to the group. Uh, nothing from Bright World, so we're good for now. Uh, do we need any work? Are we looking for jobs? There are two here that are particularly interesting, and two that are. Hey man, if we don't find anything else to do, I vote my 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 vote. Is on bank robbery. Uh, I you mean preventing bank f- robbery? Yeah, details. <laughs> <laughs> I personally am very interested in this laboratory, um, as well as the opportunity for us to possibly get in on a party with the people involved in uh, the, the uh, Thames mm-hmm. and uh, Edison. I'm very uh, interested in that party. Exactly. Me too. <laughs> but. Uh, well, for different reasons, I, I'm sure. Um, I am very interested in the laboratory, so after we run out of stuff for us to do, I believe that's where at least I would like to investigate. Um, as a reminder, that laboratory is at the northernmost edge of the bowl, and there is, like, because the notice boards are in cardinal directions, there would be another notice board near there. Jebediah has a hand up. What's up, Jeb? Um, is there a hotline nearby? Yeah, there's one running down the edge. 
of the of the bowl. Um, could I could I pull on the string and send a message? Yep. A small auto ferret comes out of the out of the wall and like climbs out when you pull on the string, and uh, it's a little bit warm to the touch, but otherwise, like yeah, it's fine. It's right there. And which which notice board are we on? North, south, east, west. You are at the west notice board. West, west one. Um, message for the east notice board. Can you read me these messages on the notice board on the east, please? That's a great idea. Roll just a straight charisma check, but roll it with advantage. Um, 14 plus some stuff. 15. Nice. 15, you said? 15. Okay. Six minutes go by as it scampers off into the distance and runs up, and you don't hear any... those things get lost? You don't hear any noise. I mean, they the probably line. know where they're going. You don't hear anything else uh, happening. Yes, they they do have a set path. I believe if they were, I don't believe they were to. They would necessarily get lost, but they may lose functionality of some kind. Partway, and a maintenance worker may need to go. As I Alan's talking, like it scampers down and just immediately begins. Finchtail Ale Company is hosting a sample night. Brews so good, you'll think they're magical at the Elaine Mollusk Estate on Friday. Simple fetch job to Overworld for sturdy adventurer. Pays GP, not WD. I have found what I believe is a prophecy. Help me translate it. Scale and Son seeks mercenary company to deliver a message to Aspesh. Dangerous travel conditions. I am very interested in that tasting and the prophecy. <laughs> the tasting, the tasting uh, is e- extremely interesting. Ah, the to taste me as of well. prophecy. <laughs> well, uh, not the tasting itself, but the opportunity to be close to the mollusk estate. If that makes sense. Hey, man. You just go with the flow, man. We'll go to the tasting and just see what well, happens. Uh, you you may go with the flow. I will investigate the mollusk estate. I mean, that worked pretty good, and the ferret's still here. Do we want to do that for the other two? I, I believe it is worth a try. Yes, less travel for us. Fox, do you wanna do you wanna give it a go? You know, you've never used the hot wire before. Sure. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was, I was reading this other notice. Uh, trying to write these all down. What What do you want me to use it for? Um. So that was from the uh, the East Notice Board. Oh, right, right, right. I got you. Uh, I go ahead and pull it down the rope, just like I've seen everybody else do. Okay. You pull down the rope, and uh, it actually surprises you a little bit as the, the little auto ferret spins around and, like, looks at you, its little mouth open for a message. Um, but it's uh, it's there waiting. Uh, is, is, it, is it on right now? Is this working? Just um, say the uh, location and then the uh, the message. Uh, okay, um, north uh, notice board. Um, could someone there read it to us and send it back to the west notice board? Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Thanks. After a moment's pause, when it you know for it to decide that you're done with your message, the ferret snaps its mouth shut and scampers off up the up the hot wire. Um, roll I think that was a solid try, but you could probably do a little bit better. I mean. But you know, it's your first weird. your first one. Yeah, it does. Talking it's to nobody, you know. But you're talking uh, to somebody, it is right? Strange to get used to. I've talked to nobody before. It's really interesting. Mm. Uh, in a way, that is what. What was your charisma? Well, I'm rolling it. Okay. And I got a. Oh wait, it's just a charisma check, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like looking. I can't find it in the skills. <laughs> uh, Seventeen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it, after about eight to ten minutes, 
the auto ferret scampers back over. At this point, between your walking and the time you spent at the notice board, I'm adding the second die into the tension pool. It scampers back down to you, and it immediately begins reading out, My lord has fallen for a foreign courtesan in Hishala and needs a token of his affection delivered to her. He's willing to pay well for speed and discretion. In search of Fey Moonstone for academic study, will trade any of the highly valuable gems I have already studied. Looking for recruits for ballroom dance night. Great exposure for everyone. Can you teach an older gnome to fence? Need patient teacher or teachers? Don't have any money, but willing to find a way to trade something. Fox, you in particular, looking for recruits for ballroom dance night. Great exposure for everyone stands out to you because the cadence of it sounds like it might be Thieves Can't. Um, you would have to see the writing to figure out what like what was indicated because hmm. the, the handwriting pattern and stuff matters in Thieves Can't. But the cadence right, right, right. of the message feels like it might be Thieves Can't. And they know uh, that no one will show up Zoth because who wants to go to ballroom dancing? It's <laughs> <laughs> funny you should say that. Zoth is like, whoa, man, dancing? Let's go. You know what? I'm curious to see... Uh, I'm, ser- I'm curious to see Zoth dance. I like the idea of Zothkug just every time he hears a new notice board, he's like, I want to go do that. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, could, I, could I message the South notice board? Yeah, yeah, try. man. Give yeah. it a go. Give it a go. Because uh, Alan has obviously been here and has worked at the lab. <laughs> ah, yes, of course. Uh, well, okay, Jebediah, uh, the, the story that I was going with was that Aya was interested in the lab and was visiting for the first time to, to go to the lab and work at the lab, but oh, I okay, didn't I gotcha. know I gotcha, that, gotcha. yeah, exactly, yep. Alan, usually you don't explain your stories <laughs> out loud. Well, no one else is here. At least the Alan mongoose looks has around. already opened its mouth to receive a message. Uh, so Zoth pulls the cord and he's like hey uh, to those at the south message board could you read us the notices here at the west message board thanks man greatly appreciate it that was really good Zoth it's it's mouth snaps shut and it runs off hey Jeb um, yeah man I I definitely think uh, this uh, ballroom dancing uh, might be a little interesting just uh, roll a charisma Zothcook just to let you know. uh, ballroom dancing. You think ballroom dancing is interesting? for me. At advantage or just normal? Just normal. Quotations, ballroom okay. dancing. I think there's more behind it. Uh, 19. Wow. You beat the DC of 18. Um, I'm just rolling a charisma over here to see if you over under it. Um, okay. The, the auto ferret scampers back down to you and it opens its little robotic mouth and it goes, Mercs for hire. Good prices. Trustworthy work. Reward, 100 wingle digits for capture of Shark Harley. Alive, contact Sheriff Hank Spur. Reward, 80 wingle digits for capture of Dakota Fast Hands. Alive, contact Deputy Washburn. Reward, 300 wingle digits for West Diamond. Dead or alive, contact Sheriff Tom Barber. Relieving to not hear our names or our uh, other names uh, on the notice board. Uh, maybe the bright world people haven't. I mean, gotten we got here, here yet. pretty quick. Relatively, this is true. This is true. Also, I'm not as interested in the South message board. Well, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we're not exactly bounty hunters, or at least I wouldn't view myself that way. I wouldn't view myself that way either. You know what? I my vote is on the ballroom dancing. At least I want to read it. 
I still don't know why you want to go ballroom dancing. I mean, I feel like we've got to like higher priorities. Hey, ballroom dancing is really fun, man. Have you ever done it? I, I have never done it. I've I've seen some people. I'm you know I'm more of an outer rings guy. You know we normally do the line <laughs> dancing down the strands and whatnot. So, ballroom it's just all it's all hoity toity. You got to like brush your fur up. And like you know, <laughs> wax it and this that. And the While other not and... specifically talking about the fur, I tend to agree with Jebediah. Jeb, no, you know, you uh, guys just haven't done it. I just want to say uh, it might behoove you <laughs> to uh, have me at least read this particular notice. Why? Why would reading room? There's a lot of room for things hidden in between the lines. Okay. Zoth, I need to ask you something. A long while ago, uh, Fox was talking about cake, and I have no idea what was going on with that. Um, But he's using, like, the same mouth noises and pauses and stuff as he did back then. Is there something that I need to be aware of? Because this is really weird. And I have no idea why he would like ballroom dancing. So so would Fox have, have told... Zoth about uh, Thieves Cant at all in no. any capacity. No, I don't oh, think no. so. I mean, Thieves Cant is okay. like a, a rogue's sacred right. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they don't share that stuff. Yeah, I was just making sure, like, it never came up, like, just in passing or anything. No. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe he just likes cake. I mean, I guess there will be cake at this ballroom dance. Is that what you're, like, hinting at? Well, like, you no, just really I, want some cake? There will be more yes. cake probably at the, at the liquor there tasting. Yeah, or even we the party. We should go to that. For cake at the ballroom. That's right. For cake at the okay. I'm just going over I mean, to so the fucking <laughs> <laughs> whatever notice board it was north. I think right. So is, are the rest of that's you like so- on the other side of town, dude. Well, I'll well, if, I'll be if back. it is north, it will be unless close you're to the laboratory. With- that that if it's on the north notice board, I would like to be closer to the laboratory. So I will follow in that case. That's I'll go fair, with that's them. fair. Okay. You all head up to the north notice board. On the on your way there, you get a lot of weird looks. Like there are dirt people who are in the there's an open air marketplace like dead center, and so a lot of people are coming in with empty bags and then coming back out to the strands with full bags from their shopping for the day. And they're just like all looking at you weird. What's up, Jeb? Can I do a perception check during this watch to see if we're tailed by those guys? Absolutely you may. There's not much. Is a 10. Okay, you do not spot any of the the kind of muggers following you. You do catch sight of either the same or another serval lazing on a roof as you walk by. And then, I don't know, maybe two blocks later, you see another serval. It's like on the roof of a building, but this time it's it like, like licking its paws. So it's like it is just it like keeps- looking in my direction. No, it's just like lazing around, hanging out, uh, but you just keep seeing it. You know, every every three to every three to seven blocks, you just you just <laughs> see, you know, you see either another serval or the same serval. I mean, you don't know. Are there like to it. distinctive marks that I could pick out on it? Probably not with a ten. Not with a ten. Yeah. I was today years old when I found out that's actually an animal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zothkug's got a hand up. What's up, Zoth? Uh, does he see the servals as they go? What's your passive perception? He sees servals. Uh, Twelve. Uh, no, you don't see the servals unless Jeb chooses to share it with you. Oh, okay. Zoth, you ever seen cats like that? It's called like a serval. It's kind of weird. This one looked like 
I've been looking out for those for those dudes just to I make sure they're not before. following us. But I, well, I, we I, all saw it earlier. Yeah, I don't know. But like before, for this, this Jeff, do you want me to keep an eye out for you? Encounter. If have you don't I, mind, do I know anything about them? Can I roll a nature? You can roll a nature check to see if you know anything about servals. Um, that is a seventeen. Uh, servals I, are a wild cat. They are smaller than like a panther, um, so they're kind of in ocelot territory. They are generally like desert and grassland animals. Like they're they're not really underground animals, but they do dig like little burrow shelters for themselves when they're threatened. Like even in the grasslands, they have they have the ability to dig, and they you know they're familiar with hiding underground and you know getting kind of down in the weeds to blend in. They're very, very fast animals, but more than their speed, they're not like cheetahs. They're not, you know, they're not going to outrun a speeding bullet or whatever, but they are very quick to accelerate. So like a serval can go from not moving to killing something in the blink of an eye. And they, because of their digging and stuff, like they have these really razor sharp claws. So like if a serval gets the first hit, it's usually the last hit in a fight with a beast in its weight class. This is a medium sized beast. So it is like, it's bigger than Jeb and most of the other dirt folk. And yet nobody seems to bat an eye. So either it is like staying hidden from them and you're noticing it on rooftops or people have seen wild beasts like this kind of around the city, which is not uncommon. Jeb, you can remember, even though you haven't seen like the specific serval, I mean, like it's an underground city that's right near the surface. Like, you know, all manner of random wild beasts will come down the nice big dirt highway openings and wander around. And sometimes people will throw them random food scraps and stuff. So, you know, you do end up with a smattering of wild animals down here. Uh, so the the first run I come across, then I'm gonna try holding out some food and do the for cats. Roll animal handling. I like that there's a different for cats than there would be for like dogs or something. Like the the cat. That is a twelve. He's the cat whisperer. You do a twelve, but the serval like looks down at you for a half second in that condescending way that cats have, and then goes back to like licking a paw. All right. Uh, and then each one I'm gonna try. If it's the, I don't know if it's uh, the same one or a different real quick, one. But each if, one. If I leave the call unexpectedly, it's just because I just saw my lights flickering. Oh no! Oh, are you about to lose so, power? There is a there's a, a, a severe thunderstorm warning in Docksville here, so that is a possibility. Um, great. Yep. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> well, if he leaves the call randomly, I'll play his character for the rest of the night. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, if he no. leaves the call randomly, it's because he's scared of the flashing yeah. lights, not because his power actually went just out. Just join from your yeah. phone, bud, if you need to. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I just wanted to warn you. Thanks. So yeah. that is, that's the way of things. Uh, roll an overarching animal handling check. I'm not going to let you roll for every time you see this serval. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same one or different ones. So can fine. I assist 23. him? 23. Yeah, you can assist him. Now that you see him doing it, you're like, I want to try. Psst, psst. That was a 15 plus nothing. Yeah, it's okay. not going to beat his 23. Together, the two of you were able to successfully coax the serval over. What are you doing? Are you giving it food or anything, or are you just trying to get it to come yeah. over for pets? I'm giving it food and petting. Okay. I you... want to see if it has an owner. Okay. Like any uh, markings of a collar or anything like that. It or does any signs not, of like... It does not have a collar or anything like that. Um... Zothkug, you're able to give it food. It eats one of your rations out of your hand. But before you're able to pet it, it like kind of recoils and like scampers back. As it is scampering away, Jeb, you notice that one of the white streaks in its fur 
is actually a ribbon that's been tied there and it's tied on both ends so like it doesn't flap around randomly there's just this ribbon that's kind of tied into its fur um roll all i'll let all of you roll a perception check Oof, that good. was a mistake on your part <laughs> <laughs> i got a non-nat 20 okay i got a 21 okay i got a seven i got a s- also a seven let's go <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, Fox and Zothkug, you two notice that as it kind of runs off, it sort of disappears into an alleyway and then eventually reappears on a rooftop. Like, it, you know, it's found its way up to the roofs. But um, as your eyes are searching for, like, where it went, you notice um, just, like, just inside a window in the same building that the serval just ran to the top of, there is a, um, like, hooded figure in a gray cloak. And it like puts up the the hood of the cloak as it catches you watching. Takes one step backwards, and then you don't see it again. Uh, I looked at Fox like, you see that man? Yeah. Usually you don't talk about it out loud while we're still in the vicinity. <laughs> uh, at we this, should continue. Yeah. At this point in your travels, as you're continuing to walk, the next thing you see is a massive building. Alan, you, this is unmistakably the laboratory. The building is like seven or eight stories tall, nearly as tall as the bowl itself. And as you're looking at the ground level of it, it is the only building in the entirety of Tumbleweb that is built with angular, like sharp angled corners. And it's built from cinder, not from not from like dirt and the normal construction of kind of dirt and sediment. And the outside of it is just one solid smooth cinder block wall. Um, well, as smooth mm. as cinder block gets. And there are two big garage doors on the east and west side of it, basically. So, like, you can walk through the ground level. Um, those doors are both open, and you can smell, like, the kind of chemically smoky smell of, like, an active, you know, laboratory, basically a fabrication center. And you look in and you see, like, tools that you had not even heard of, as well as some that you have. So, like, there's the kind of primitive manufacturing that the A2 had advanced to, and then there's, like, the next level derivative of that, where they've got some really intriguing, you know, big tables with blueprints spread out across them, and people who are replicating them with looking glasses and magnifying glasses and, you know, stuff like that. You can't really make out what any of the stuff they're building is, but there's all manner of interesting stuff going on in there. And then uh, inset into the um, into the walls, e- each wall inset into the wall is the symbol of Oara. Hmm. Uh, it seems as if we have found the laboratory. Hmm. Cool, man. That's uh, cool and all. Anyway. <laughs> uh, where's... Uh, are, where, where, where's the, uh, if you words, Alan. I am so. I would like to enter the laboratory if that's all right with with. Well, I really would like to enter the laboratory. Where's you can the message enter the board? Laboratory, man. The message board is not too far away. I mean, you can't see it from here, but it's not too much further. Like you can just tell because you're pretty close to the north edge because this is the northernmost building. So. Commander Bonzo, hydrate. Cheers. Yo, hydrate. I just did, but I'll do it again. Chat's keeping us hydrated. I'll go with, uh, it's with Fox if he wants to go check out the notice board real quick. It'll just be real quick. Yeah, I'll come yeah. with you. We'll come right back, Alan. Alan, I mean, you, you can go, go into in. the laboratory, man. We'll meet you if, in the if laboratory. If you can't find us, we'll probably ballroom dancing or at the tasting. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> Alan will will start stepping towards the laboratory. Okay, great. Go go in the one of the garage doors. We'll come back to the lab in a second, just because I don't I don't know that they plan to take very long at the notice board. So you, you the three of you walk the rest of the way to the notice board. You arrive, and just as the auto ferret said, there are four things written on the notice board. First one, my lord has fallen for a foreign courtesan in Hishala and needs a token of his affection delivered to her. He's willing to pay well for speed and discretion. The next one, in search of fame moonstone for academic study, will trade any of the highly valuable gems I have already studied. The next one says, looking for recruits for ballroom dance night. Great exposure for everyone. It is unmistakable to you, Fox, that this is Thieves Cant. And now that you can see the handwriting and analyze, you know, the distance between the punctuation and all those things, uh, it says, I have schematics to a bank vault. Help me break in. And we split the contents 50-50. And (laughs) the other one says, can you teach an older gnome defense? Need a patient teacher or teachers? Don't have any money, but willing to find a way to trade something. You know what, guys? I mean, it probably wasn't much, but I thought there was something here. But you know what? You know what sounds still awesome? Ballroom dancing. That bank robbery. That that sheriff, high up on the sheriff, uh, uh, stop it. Yeah. I think that's a cool idea. You mean the, the security guard detail? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. So we walked all the way over here to read... A message about ballroom dancing, and you're like, "Yup, it's ballroom dancing." Guess we're gonna help a bank from being stop being robbed. Jeb, I yeah, put a, Fox, I put a man, hand on, weird. on Jeb's shoulder. Jeb, this I, I I I have a good feeling about the bank robbery job. Okay, just. <laughs> I, I it sounds like you're dodging. The, yeah, it sounds like you're dodging you mean my the point. Security though. detail job, not. There's no bank hey man, robbing happening. I know I haven't pried into what just happened over, you know, while we we're at that bar back there. And I don't I'm not I don't you know what? I think I might be able to solve your problems. Alright. That's one job. That's that's some very dangerous words, and you better tread lightly and tread seriously. Meanwhile, in the laboratory uh, Alan Woodrier, you walk through one of the garage doors and you can now hear um, the, you know, the din of engineers calling out measurements and stuff to each other. This this particular floor is pretty fast paced, like they're they're building things. So a lot of people are like holding the thing in place and they need someone to get that screw or, you know, put the pieces together. So they're they're like constructing mm-hmm. something. Um, it is not finished or even close enough to finish for you to make out what it's going to be. But uh you can tell like it's it's octagons that are being it's like a a 3d octagon version of a sphere type Mm. thing but it's only like you know one quarter of it is built so you have no idea what purpose it could serve um but that's what you see on this floor there is you know in the back corner there's a stairway or there's lots of you know lots of engineers in in gloves and coats and you know little glasses who are running around doing stuff little safety glasses always wear your safety glasses kids so (laughs) wearing safety glasses is important um Alan will probably be excited to explore as far around the laboratory as he can go and then come back to the things he finds most interesting. I think that's going to be his strategy. Um, so he'll move on. He'll he'll follow whatever next catches his okay. eye. The next thing that catches Alan's eye, uh, this is a great way of getting me to just tell you all the plot relevant stuff in a row. Uh, <laughs> the next thing that catches uh, Alan's eye is... 
the stairway, um, the door to the stairs has the Edison logo engraved in it. And mm. you can tell mm. that it's the Edison logo because literally the word Edison is in a circle around a light bulb in that logo. So you... Um, sorry, I have to pause to acknowledge that someone redeemed pun. It was one of you. Never mind. Um, so <laughs> the, so, so you push open the door, you head up the stairs. Nobody stops you. It doesn't seem like anybody cares. The second floor, um, has, it's like a big new age meeting room. It's got these big glass wall, like frosted glass walls and you open it up. There's a big conference mm. table and nobody's in there meeting right now. There's like a little mini fridge in the corner and it's an actual fridge. Like it's a thing that keeps drinks cold and such a mm. thing exists here. On top of it, there is a huge spout with a stack of wingle digits in it, and they're just slowly kind of descending, like that's probably what's powering it. Um, you, you, do you want to stay on this floor, or do you want to keep going upwards? Uh, Alan will open up the mini fridge. You open up the mini fridge, and inside there are several bottles and vials, and like these, they don't look like drinks, they look more like potions. Fascinating. Cheers, chat. Hydrate. Hydrate. Did I have to pee so bad? <laughs> well, they need the to re- redeem the opposite quote of hydrate. Is so funny. Anyway, um, all right. Uh, Alan will say, "Fascinating." Uh, can he identify Cheers. any of the potions in there? He can roll an Arcana check Dang. while chat makes us drink more more liquids. If you're, are you trained in Arcana? Right, I uh, am not. Okay, actually. then you I actually a can't roll an Arcana check, so it doesn't matter. Um, you can't identify Dang. what any of them are. Okay, uh, then Alan will move on to whatever the next convenient room or level sure. is. So you, Chat, I'm out of water, so please, please don't do that again because all I have left is alcohol. <laughs> you go up to the next floor, and um, you. Sorry, I'm reeling from chat and Matt and everything. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. You go up to the next Matt floor. Chat. You go up the steps to the next floor. And on the next floor, you at first you think there's nothing here. Like there's just a solid wall. There's like no way off of the stairs into the room. So you kind of tentatively go up the stairs a little bit further and you realize that it's one of those like shifting holograms. And so as you step up a little bit, the, oh. you don't see a wall anymore. Like there is some kind of projection or illusion of a wall and through the wall behind it you can see a couple of desk workers who have a bunch of papers in front of them and it looks to your eyes like it might be some kind of patent office like there's a lot of designs and ideas and they're kind of sorting them into different containers but each one looks to be like a hand-drawn sketch of a something so they're like cheers so so they're they're doing their thing as far as arranging those. And as you watch them closely, you can actually see that on one wall, there is what looks like a fireplace, but actually every now and then a paper flies up it and, and out of the fireplace and like into the room. So it's like the pneumatic tubes that you see at the bank or whatever. Mm. Um, the next floor, the fourth floor, has on it um, a fully decked out, no damages, no trash, temple to Oara, the labyrinth kind that you saw in Red Hill, mm. where like um, it's a it's a small, it's not real walls, but it's like a labyrinth that comes up to ankle height and you're supposed to walk through it in order to come up with a creative idea and then you leave your idea at the altar as an offering to Oara. Um, so that's what's there. Uh, you can participate if you want to. You don't have to. What do you want to do? Alan will 
pay respects at the at the at the temple of Aurora. Is there anyone? Did you mention? Is there anyone else in the temple of Aurora, in the temple section right now? Uh, there is a uh, there's a single gnome who is sitting down drinking out of a water bottle. Cheers, chat. But the gnome is like it looks like the gnome is engaged in worship. Otherwise, like they're you know kind of sitting in front of the altar and and leaving their offering of of an idea. Alan will will leave his offering, and uh, after that, if he if he eventually his goal after leaving the offering is to strike up a conversation with this gnome. Okay. So see if see like when when it seems like he's done worshiping, then he'll ask him. Some questions. Sounds great. Um, you wait to strike up a conversation with him, and then uh, he seems to have finished and begins walking towards you, and uh, you kind of catch his eye. Uh, yet, yes, can I help you? Uh, this is uh, my my first time here at the at the laboratory. Uh, how is is worshiping up here uh, a common practice in in? Tumbleweb, I, I was under the impression that these uh, temples were largely destroyed. Oh, I wouldn't know. I'm not from Tumbleweb. I'm from from Heshala, ah. the the northern place. But I, uh, well, I had to pay my respects, you know. And at least this one yes. seems to still be intact. So there it is. It 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 does. Uh, I, Weird to see I, it all I do commercial admit, underneath. Exactly. I was about that. Thank you for for saying that. I. While I think, in some ways, in spirit, I believe the upkeep of this place and the transformation of it seems to be, um, in a way, what Oara would want, it still does uh, strike me differently than I thought it would um, to see it to see it this way, especially with the temple um, not necessarily being the forefront of it. If that if that makes sense. Well, it seems to be maintained by this this Edison business. So yes, do you know much of it? No, I mean, like I say, I'm from out of town. I'm only here visiting mm-hmm. some family. There's a wedding coming up. I'm just here for that. They do great line uh, dances uh, here. I have heard. I have heard. Um, well, thank you so much uh, for your insights. Uh, it seems as though I'm not the only one uh, feeling this way. Yes, uh, happy to share. And the gnome goes about his day. I have turned off hydrate. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> say I'm leaving to go get water. Yep, I have turned off hydrate. You're grounded, chat. It's the first time I've ever had to ground chat during a D and D stream. <laughs> um, Alan would like to go back and maybe try to. He's hmm. He's gonna maybe step into the patent office and just everyone seemed so uh, absorbed into what they were doing. He's gonna see if there's any reaction to him just like observing what's going on in the patent office. Uh, as he steps into the patent office, one of the um, dirt women who is like filing papers says, "We're almost done here, sir. The uh, lunch break's coming up, and then the next person. Oh, oh, it's you're you're not. Uh, sorry, uh, you might have the wrong floor. I don't think this is what. Are you are you here for the meeting? Because the meeting's upstairs. The, this isn't the meeting. Uh, uh, no. Um, simply, simply observing. Uh, what what you do, what you all do here, seems extremely interesting. Oh, we're filing ideas here. That's what we do. Ah, uh, filing ideas for for who? 
Well, for everyone. I mean, people come in and, you know, the, the first floor is, is an offering center to Awara for them to try and make prototypes and come up with ideas. And when they have a finished idea, they put the idea in this thing. And, then, you know, she points over at the kind of pneumatic tube thing that I that papers are shooting up. Uh, so they, they put the idea in there, and then it comes up here, and we kind of file that away. And then uh, once every week, someone takes it up to the uh, top level, and they put it on the altar up there and offer all the ideas up to Awara. Of course, we keep a second copy so that their ideas aren't wasted. Uh, Awara would not appreciate that. But uh, we, we always you know like to offer the, the first idea to Awara as soon as it's, it's perfected. Interesting. Um, is there some sort of fee or payment involved or I'm, I'm simply wondering uh, is it is when the off when the idea is offered up to Arwara is there any other steps besides that I'm, I'm just curious you mean like for for the for the person who gives the offering I I guess I may be blunt with you um, I see the uh the Edison company logo uh, etched into the the architecture here a lot. I'm just simply wondering how, what their involvement entails in this. Oh process. yes, they uh, they're the reason this temple is still standing. Uh, Edison, you know, when when everything got weird in the darkening, and you know, folks were tearing down temples and you know making a lot of damage, and there were some there were some mobs and things. Uh, Elaine Mollusk actually personally stood outside this temple and told the people they weren't allowed to tear it down because. She needed the work here in order to keep uh, Edison going, and in fact, they do use some of the different. Um, they they use some of the different facilities here. You know, this is this is one of the most elaborate temples to Oara uh, in the whole world. So there's all kinds of you know knowledge and creation and trade, and there's all sorts of stuff that can be found here. There's an entire library on the fifth floor, but uh, we just you know hmm. we we are just benefiting essentially from the fact that we are useful to Edison. <laughs> um. Uh, so does does Edison, uh, with this idea process that you mentioned in the offering, is Edison involved in that whatsoever? In that in that process? Oh no, of course not. I mean, Edison provided these these uh, safety boxes, and you can see there are some safe deposit boxes on the wall, just so that they would lock up a little bit more securely. But you know, no one from Edison comes in here to like see what we're doing or anything. Mm. These ideas are for Awara. Okay, good good to know. Yes. Um, are, are, are those of you working in this office here, are you volunteers? Are you paid? What? How does... Oh, yes, we're volunteers. Uh, we obviously, mm-hmm. you know, when we walk out of here, we have to pretend not to not to be anybody, really, because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, worshippers of Oara are not uh, treated very safely. Mm. Sad. Sad to hear. Um, well, uh, you mentioned a library in the, on the on the on one of the higher floors, yes, correct? Yes, on the fifth floor. Is, is that open to the public? Uh, it is during the daytime, so yes, you could go up there now. Ah, ah I think I may do that. Thank you so Sounds much. Sounds good. Uh, at this point, the rest of you have been waiting for like an hour downstairs for Alan. You're like standing in the, <laughs> like either just outside um, or in the lobby waiting for Alan. We'll cut back to them I, I and see like what's going say, on. In that case, I probably would have had this conversation a lot before this hour. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, have your Jeff. conversation. Um, so... Leave off exactly where we just left off. Uh, hand on shoulder, Jeb telling me I, I better better watch what I say uh, and mean what I say. I mean, Jeb. yeah, go ahead. Does the Zoth hear this saying, conversation, or did you like step away from Zoth? No, I'm just I'm just talking to Jeb right now, out uh, between us. Jeb, I, you've had my back down 
in the Underdark and you've saved all of our lives. The least I can do is try to help you with what appears to be some nasty folk. Also, is a... I don't know. Do they associate with hooded figures that are, you know, of the tailing variety? <laughs> I mean, I was looking around to see if they were tailing me, and if you don't want to be noticed, you'd probably wear a hood. I don't, I don't know offhand if, I mean, if if there's a specific tailing hood that they wear, I mean, that would kind of defeat the purpose of being inconspicuous. Well, I mean, he was in a building, though. Who was like that one? We, I sorry, a while back when the uh, we were trying to you two were trying to mess with the cat. There was a hooded figure watching us from the second story window. I think it was upper story. Dim. Oh yeah, it was the the highest story that was not the roof. Gotcha. Yeah, on the top mm. story there. Oh. So usually when I tell people, I I follow them on the streets from like a good while back with a hood, not inside buildings, so unless these hmm. buildings are interconnected, I don't know how y'all build your cities down here, so Well, first off, I didn't I didn't, I, uh, sorry, I kind of got serious there um, I mean, I, do you 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 saying that this money could like pay off my debt it's I owe a ridiculously large amount of money and so saying uh, that is like you know, like I don't, I'm I'm not a hundred percent privy to to what the the gold wingle digit exchange rate is, um, but I mean take take a guess. Yeah, we'll do that while we're waiting for Alan. Take take a guess, Zoth. You too. How much do you think that I owe these guys? Uh, are we doing gold or wingle digits? Well, his debt would have been in gold. Yeah, originally. it's in gold. Uh, five thousand gold. I'm gonna say higher. Two hundred thousand. Lower. Okay. One hundred thousand. We might be able to do this. Lower. Fifty thousand. Okay, you guys are just going crazy. I, did, yeah, I thought you on. were like going to start low gonna, and go up. Hold but. on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right here. We're at four guesses. If you can get the exact number within ten guesses, I'll give all three of you inspiration. Oh, wow. Mm. It's lower than 50,000. 25. Higher. 30. Higher. 40. Lower. 36? Lower. 33. This is match point. Alright, so it's somewhere between 33 and 30. It's probably a good round number. At least I would hope so. No, it's not. What you need to ask yourself is whether I came up with it or whether he did. (laughs) (laughs) I think either way, it's probably not going to be a round number. Wait. Wait. Wait a minute. Dude, if you pull this off. I can see the math equations coming out of Matt's head. <laughs> Matt equations. Ooh, got him. 32,000. So, sorry. Yes. 32,000 and 22. 
Ooh, that's really close. 32,473. Oof. So close. Yeah. It's, uh... I'm not sure what that converts into wingle digits, but it's a lot. And I doubt we're going to get that from running bank security. <laughs> I mean, maybe... Maybe if we, like, robbed a bank, but it's not like we're, we would have the capacity <laughs> to do that or, like, the knowledge of how to do that or even would want to do that. But, I mean, yeah. I, I'm, yeah I'm, we I don't want to, like, be wanted criminals in a town we I'll, just I'll be honest I mean, with you, I mean, honestly, honestly, I'm, you guys know me. I'm, I'm, I'm not out for nefarious deeds or whatever like that. But I, if you told me, like, you had, like, the perfect plan like laid out <laughs> and there was like no way or or like possibility of me to be you know for this to like come back on me and we could just like pull it off scot-free yeah i would totally be down to do that just to get these guys off uh, my back but see a part of me is like i really don't want them to have the satisfaction of getting paid off because because <laughs> like i mean uh. They were, I mean, they were major jerks about it. You know, they, they took advantage of me. They swindled me into this thing and and got me in a place where, like, there was no way for me to, to pay my way out. And so I just kept digging deeper and deeper because that was the only option. I, um, I get you, Jeb. I'm just saying I have a good feeling this might be step one to doing at least something about it. Um, say, I, I don't. Mean, for everyone's sake, it'd probably way, be better if I didn't take part in any bank robbery. We're not taking part in a bank robbery. We're doing bank robbery security. You're perfect for the job. How am I perfect for the job? Security means fending off foes. No, security means looking <laughs> tough so nobody actually robs that's, the bank. That's actually true. That's, that's a good point. You know, you know, they say like the best thing about a security system is to have the things there that make it look like you have a security system. You See, know, it's, it's, Jeff, the, Jeff it's the threatening presence. Yeah, I mean, and you you're got perfect for it. I mean, Here, honestly, Zoth, for for as non-combative as you are, I don't know <laughs> how you exercise and maintain the physique that you have. Because honestly, dude, you're you're quite chiseled. If I if I do say Zoth, so myself. do me a favor. Can you like just cross your arms real quick? Just I mean, whoa <laughs> there! You don't want to bust the ropes holding that pot on his back. I mean, you know, just to <laughs> prove a point. <laughs> Uh, See, that's intimidating. Shameless that's plug for our YouTube channel here. We've got that thumbnail. We happen to have the thumbnail of him crossing his arms over his chest and looking buff and, and awesome. So I'll use that this week. Uh, I, I I appreciate the compliments, guys, but I'm really not that chiseled compared to my other orc I, companions. But do you see yeah. other orcs around here? That's right. I, mean, I don't you've... know. I haven't looked very hard. I have. I really just want to go, go ballroom dancing, man. <laughs> I, Zoth. Trust me. Do you, don't you want to help Jeb? Uh, of oh, course, I mean, man. Don't do that. Don't I'd do, do anything that. for Jeb. No, no, no. This is this is step one, Jeb. This is step one of solving your problem. Can you trust me? What's? How many steps are there, man? As many steps. As yeah. Is this, this is this a five-step program? Is this a ten-step <laughs> program? Because I mean, you. I mean, you know, I I appreciate you, pup, and and everything, and I and I know that you definitely have skills. But it's like this is this is a lot. I mean, and and I think that this is like, what if, if you this have is not like a, a lot. Thirty-two thousand is man. a lot. Oh, I mean, you that's meant upstairs. Like you could build the lab out of that. Meanwhile, upstairs, <laughs> uh, Alan Wadrier, you walk into the fifth floor 
of the uh, the laboratory of Oara. It is a massive library, shelves upon shelves upon shelves, lining the walls, you know, making little corridors and mazes throughout the middle of it. Books are piled in, like, probably sort of an order, but, like, these are used books. Like, people are taking them off the shelves, reading them, tossing them back to go get the next book. So it's not like they're all alphabetical or anything crazy like that. Um, you do not see anybody else as you first come in, but your view of most of the floor is obscured by bookshelves. So it's totally mm. possible there's other people up here. I will look for book about... I don't know why I said it like that. I will look for book about... Uh, <laughs> see if there's anything with uh, that... Sacrium. I'm looking for something about anything about Sacrium. Ooh, great idea. Roll mm-hmm. a... Um, roll an investigation check. Ah! <laughs> I have a plus five in investigation. Ooh. And I got a seven. Ooh. Can I point uh, out that it just sounded like he fell off the face of the planet? <laughs> like just off the, <laughs> the edge of the flat arm. Ah! <laughs> uh, um, then I did it. Dang uh, it. Uh, so you... <laughs> Uh, it takes you a while to find it. The book is there, and eventually you find it. What you were rolling was for duration. Okay. So it takes you probably ah. the better part of half an hour, 45 minutes, but you do find eventually Dang. a white paper on the discovery of Sacrium, and it was written okay. by one Shava Baravan, who um, you may or may not have gotten the name from Fox, who was the third person in the mural at Dig Site 6 when he saw ah. um, Dabble Dab Bafflestone and Sir Topham Sav, the third person was an elf <laughs> woman named Shava Baravan. And Shava okay. Baravan has done a white paper basically on the discovery. It is uh, two and a half years old. And the okay. white paper says that she has discovered a new substance. She can't chemically place it anywhere, but it almost seems like it's waiting for something. Like it's all potential energy. There's no kinetic energy in it. It's like if you could, if you mm. could find some way to to her exact words are it seems as though it is awaiting a charge um that's mm. that's how shava Baravan describes the the thing she's found and she goes into you know the sort of the mining hazards a lot of the stuff you know you know it can be it can be risky to mine it directly because direct impacts from sharp objects can often cause it to combust it's very volatile so she recommends using um she had like padded excavation tools she wrapped her trowels in um, like little kind of cloths and things to try and scoop out it hmm. and, and examine it on a molecular level. Um, she she was able to examine it under a microscope, but again, it didn't match anything. There was no other compound hmm. or material in existence that she knew of where that information was was the same. Um, she also found that if you super cooled sacrium, it would kind of melt. Like, instead of turning into a solid, if you cool it far enough, it almost dissipated and and would hmm. just be gone. Um, and, okay. and she also discovered that if you, you know, heat it, superheat it, it gels into a liquid and can then be cast. She did not cast uh-huh. it into anything in particular. She was just exploring the different, you know, like the chemical tolerances and stuff of sacrium. Um, she, she found no chemical that bonded or adhered to it. And... Um, that's that's pretty much everything she discovered. Oh, she also discovered that um, in very tight concentrations, like very heavily compacted, high amounts of it, high densities, 
it would generate a slight electromagnetic field around it. And so like it would, it would align mm. things the same way that little iron shavings get aligned by an electromagnetic field. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense a lot actually. Um, Alan would also like to research uh, dwarven constructions within dirt folk uh, mm. tunnels. Okay. Uh, nice. Go ahead and, and make an investigation um, at disadvantage because that's a very specific thing to be looking for. Yeah. So that might be buried in books if it's even there at all. Dang it. I, well, I got better than a seven. I got an eight. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so you are not able to find anything that specifically talks about um, dwarven construction in the dirt folk tunnels. I appreciate that Belly just randomly wants us to make a railgun. I think that's great. <laughs> You'd need an artificer um, for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, okay. Though soon enough, Jeb may have need of an artificer if he needs to upsize his gun. Our, Jeb, Jeb may become an artificer. Um, <laughs> you were on the path of artificing. Or a mile's worth of villagers. Oh, yeah, wait. I'm on the path of artificing. You're right. Haha. <laughs> Maybe Alan Ooh. will do that instead. Um, Be the change you want to see in the world. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what? It, sorry, did you say something, Zothkug? Or oh, I just said, or a mile's worth of villagers. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm familiar with that. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that that Alan would 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 think to want to research in the, I guess, um, formation of the. Well, no, we know that the Bright World Company isn't it. Nessa. Nessa well. Form, uh, history of the Brightwood Company, like formation of it. Sure. Uh, roll normal advantage. What? Roll, uh, normal investigation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've had too much water. I'm getting all water tipsy. Roll normal 13. advantage with this investigation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 13. You are able to find... I'm not rolling It doesn't well. take you a super long time, but it's not quick. Like, you have to dig through piles of books, but you do find a um, basically history of modern innovation and in there there is mm -hmm. a chapter on the bright world company um, the bright world mm -hmm. company a um, corporation that actually began in the a2 nation on zanir's floating peak uh, wow. initially they were known for basically processing things before they were used in, in they were a refinery so they would process mm -hmm. raw materials into usable construction materials, and then those would get sent out to builders, prototypers, manufacturers, et cetera, et cetera. They basically were a prefab, and they were never huge. They were, you know, small staff of people. Um, they were actually rumored to be kind of like going under, losing money at, you know, not making some great business decisions. And then there's kind of a gap in the knowledge that's like, well, the darkening happened and everything was crazy, but the Bright World Company resurfaced about three months after the darkening, um, having established a like a venture partnership with the Summit Banking Guild. No one really has any idea what the conversation, you know, no, no one else was in the room where it happened, but the um, there was a significant financial investment from the Summit Banking Guild that involved a partial takeover of the company. And the Bright World Company has since been known for its work on Wingle Digits and Ciphers and making, you know, making that into a mass producible object. So that's the uh, sort of recent history of Bright that World Company. That all sounded super familiar. Was that something that I already knew? I don't think so. Okay, cool. Um, maybe it's something that I knew from world building, not from like Alan. There are bits know. and pieces uh, of that in, in world building and scattered okay. throughout the campaign, but not the whole story. Okay, cool. Um... I guess also makes sense to investigate the the origin of the Summit Banking Guild. Okay. 
Uh, go ahead and roll investigation at disadvantage. The Summit Banking Guild started oh. far away and didn't really have a presence here until recently. Ten. Ten. You look for a while, but all you're a really able to find is a like a newspaper with the headline, you know, Summit Banking Guild opens two new banks in Tumbleweb. It doesn't really talk okay. about like the history of the company or anything. Okay, and then finally, uh, history of because I think we've already gotten a little bit of background on uh, on Thames. Uh, so I I think history of uh, what's it face that uh, sponsors this? It's not Tesla. It's Edison. Uh, Edison. Yep. Uh, you don't even have to research to find stuff about Edison. Okay. There's Edison stuff littered all over this place. The real trouble is finding okay. the one that with the specific information you want. So are you looking for a okay. history of Edison? Is that what it is? Yeah, origin of Edison. Okay, um, Elaine Mollusk, who is a now basically like a, a tycoon, but who at that time was a fairly undiscovered um, person, saw what Thames was doing in their distribution agreement with the Bright World Company and turned Edison, which had been her company that was focused on basically carts that pilot themselves, uh, they were, they were, you know, they had a Model <laughs> D4 uh, was the the really popular <laughs> cart. Um, the she took that company and kind of pivoted into trying to find ways to get more out of a Wingle digit. So they have all of mm. these like hacks and reverse engineers and new uses for Wingle digits, including like the Model D4 carts can now be powered by Wingle digits. But um, mm. they also have done things like develop the hot wire or the hotlines. Um, and stuff like that. All, almost everything they've developed in some way utilizes wingle digits, but combines them with electricity, where it's like one of them kickstarts the other to get a bigger effect, or you know, like pushing tolerances and, and trying to really get more out of it. And so she's kind of known as like a, a big visionary who has a lot of collateral damage, like her experiments and stuff mm -hmm. can often go wrong. So there's a lot of, um, in the Underdark, they, Edison has purchased a lot of space because down there they can mostly do things without damaging anything at Tumbleweb. They're just like, whatever, they're random monsters down there. What do we care if, you know, if they get hurt? Mm -hmm. And the latest in that string of things is their idea to construct a hydroelectric power plant that runs on the Nautilus River, which is the river that you've seen the whole way back down to Dig Site 6 and, mm -hmm. and leading south to the ocean. Um, and the the goal, her stated goal of the hydroelectric power plant is to create an alternative, like a, a competitor to the Wingle Digit, where it's like there mm -hmm. will be mm. um, another way of creating magic, magic-like effects in the world, but without having to use magic because, you know, Tumbleweb especially is not a huge fan of magic, even though Wingle Digits and Cyphers are better than they were. And so that's, that's the uh -huh. current objectives of Edison and the history of Edison. That's what they're up to. Okay. Um, Alan, I think will be pretty satisfied with that information. It's been like two hours since Alan wandered into yeah. this place. Um, um, and I guess at this point he would probably realize, ah, <laughs> my friends are probably somewhere. <laughs> and, uh, is there, can Alan check to see if there's higher floors? There are two is more there, floors. Is there more? There are seven floors total, which makes sense because seven is a holy number. He's going to check ah. out the window to see if the guys are out there. Yeah, uh, is there a window? Uh, sure, there's a window. Sure, yeah, Alan will check out the window to see if his friends are out and there. cut back down to Alan's friends who are having a conversation so Jeb, about bank robbery. So so Jeb no. has been, for the past little while, since we've been out here for a couple hours now, 
has been teaching Zoth line dancing, like dirt line dancing. <laughs> okay. So you go like this and just it's like that, 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 that. Those little, like this? Yeah, Zoth yeah. Kind of like that. Well, I mean, so like the moves I'm doing, it's it, like it alternates, you know, you kind of do guy, gal, guy, gal, like that. You so. said performance? Yeah, and Jeb, you can roll performance with advantage because this is like a cultural rite of passage. I got a nine. <laughs> Average. Okay. I got a 15. Okay, so yeah, Zothkug is sort of doing okay for a beginner. It's like, you know, like the, the person's first time swing dancing or whatever, where like they need someone to lead them really clearly in every step that they're doing and they can't quite keep the rhythm. So, Alan, you look out the window and you can see Zothkug <laughs> doing like an absolute mockery of a line dance. And next to him, Jebediah, <laughs> who is leading him, doing a fairly decent line dance, pretty impressive line dancing. And Fox, what are you doing? Um, I'm gonna go take that uh, ballroom dancing poster down okay. and uh, mm-hmm. pocket it. I'm sure it has a location on it, right? Uh, it does, yeah. There's a location on there. Um, so okay. you, you take the ballroom dancing poster down, and as you do, you also get a glimpse off in the distance, just a little bit further around the bend. Uh, you see a one of the wells, one of the water sources for the bowl. And the reason the wells are significant is that they are filled by waterfalls. So the roof of the bowl has two holes in it that water drains down into through like the stepped rings of tumbleweb and all the irrigation filters it out. So only clean drinking water comes through or I'm sorry, all the vegetation filters it. So like only clean drinking water comes through because everything else gets caught in the grass and the roots and stuff. Um, so it is falling down and you can you can see like, oh, there's the pool at the bottom and it's it's interesting enough to like catch your eye. And so you're kind of looking at it um, as you're looking towards it you see a single chalk mark on the bottom of a bench just next to the well. And the reason that this sticks out to you is that in another life, in a, in a past time, you and a particular friend of yours used to use chalk marks like that to communicate. It was your, your de- specifically your dead drop symbol. Um, it was like one of the ways, because like, you were you were being all edgy. There wasn't really any reason you couldn't just talk openly, but you were being all edgy and sneaking out at night and using dead drops and stuff because it's what you did. Um, and this was the dead drop that you used. But the chalk also looks very faded, like it was marked a long time ago, maybe months ago. I wander off immediately. Okay, you wander I'll over. Say a word. Yep, you wander over. Um, the line dance is ongoing. Alan, roll perception. Maybe you can spot him because you're looking out the window for what he's doing. Uh, Fox, you head on over to the well, and there is a bench. The bench is what's marked. Thirteen percent. Okay, you don't you don't see him. Um, you head okay. over to the bench, and you can roll investigation if you want to look deeper into the bench, Fox. All right, investigation. I, I got to get out of my notes. I was like writing down rant, all the the jobs that sounded interesting. Uh, that's 12. Uh, okay. So you look over the bench and you do a pretty sneaky job of it. Like, you know, you're, you're pretty familiar with this dead drop. It was your dead drop. So you sit down and you kind of reach under the bench casually and whatnot. You don't find anything there. Um, but as you're sitting on the bench, you notice on the inside of the well, on the other side, a matching chalk mark that is also, it's equally faded. So, but it's like on the inner ring of the well. So I'm assuming you walk over there to investigate yes. and you find just it's so the, the well is like stones that are making rings or whatever. And there's mortar in between them. 
you reach over the edge of the well and in like a gap in the mortar that someone has hollowed out, you pull out a rolled scroll. Um, you unroll the scroll and what you read is, it's just a very simple handwritten note. It is written in Thieves' Cant. It says, don't do it, W. Too dangerous. Back off and we'll try to get a count of their numbers from another angle. S. And that is the um, the entirety of the message. Uh, roll perception. Nineteen. Okay, as you look up, you see that same hooded figure watching you with the serval kind of like weaving in and out of his legs. Um, you can now tell that by its size, it is a it's a small creature, so like gnome, halfling, something, but it's still wearing that that cloak. Um, as soon as the the creature catches your eye, it takes like three steps back and is kind of lost in the crowd of of other people and dirt folk who are coming and going at the well. Fox is enthralled at this point, completely forgot about his friends, and will now try to hunt this man down. Okay. <laughs> are you going to, like, sprint chase, or are you trying to tail him? Like, are you trying to pick tail him? Tail him. Okay. You're trying to pick him up and tail him. Go ahead and uh, roll uh, perception to catch his tail. 16. 16. Okay. With a 16, you're able to catch his tail. He's moving swiftly away from you. The little serval is kind of loping along beside him. It's like up to neck height on him because he's a small creature and the serval is medium. Um, the <laughs> As he's now moving in the other direction from you, so his back is turned, you can now see that on the back of the cloak, there are, the cloak is like a deep gray, but on the back of it, there are pitch black eyes. They're like the really angular, like if you ever watch Batman Beyond, like the really angular, like triangle <laughs> eyes, the really thin, like squinty ones like that. So he's got these these dark eyes on the back of his cloak. Um, he's he's like moving and you're tailing him and he's moving and you're tailing him. He goes about two blocks and then he like takes a hard right and he sprints um, and like into an alleyway. So you can sprint to catch up or you can tail to catch up, whatever you want. I'm sprinting All right. to get at least to the corner. You're sprinting to get to the corner. Uh, you round the corner, and as soon as you come around the corner, the serval leaps towards you. Make a dexterity save. Didn't see that one coming, evidently. Nine. Okay. Uh, with a nine, you are like, you come around the corner and you sort of see what's happening and you try to stop in time, but you can't quite like get to the ground. And so you end up, the servo like bounces off your shoulder and you end up doing sort of like an electric slide, like on your knees into the alleyway. Um, but you kind of like slide around the corner. You notice that the servo did not scratch you with its claws. The servo bounds off into the distance and ahead of you, the halfling is still running. Um, you can now tell it's a halfling because his hood has fallen off as he sprints. He begins leaping up onto the side of one building and then leaping onto the next, basically bouncing back and forth in the alleyway to get himself up to the rooftops. What do you do? He's wall jumping. I, I'm go after him. Uh, I want to follow that cat, but I got to pick one. Okay. Because I feel like that cat might have secreted a message out. Okay. So you're going to follow him? Yep. Okay. Do you. Acrobatics? Sure. Yep. Acrobatics. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally just going to follow in his footsteps. Um, and I I obviously am very disheveled from that cat attack because I got a, a uh, five. Okay, so you try, but you, like, can't quite get the angle right. You're still, like, you're on the ground and you're in a hurry, and so your form isn't perfect, 
You can try again with advantage if you want to take a break, but I am going to give him another round to run ahead of you before you can continue chasing. Um, yeah. Okay. Owlin, from where you are at the window, you see a cloaked halfling climb up onto a rooftop and begin sprinting, full tilt sprinting like a medium creature would. Like, he's got the range. Sprints and just leaps the 10-foot distance across a, a street and onto another building where he rolls and then at the end of the roll he just slides on his belly like his hands behind him slides right in through a uh, window at the top of that building like a skylight slides in and disappears um, shortly behind him as he slides in you see none other than fox come up the same okay. like ledge onto the first roof so you can see Roll fox 21 by the way yeah so you successfully make it up to the roof um, you see just the very tail of his hood and his hands as the halfling slides through the skylight on the next building. So there's a 10-foot gap between you and the building. The next building is three stories tall, just like this one. So you could try and like meet him at the bottom or jump in the top. What what do you want to do? I'm, I'm going to... Uh, so wait, he went through the skylight, and the, how, how big is this building? It's three stories tall. Is it connected to any other building? No. Is the front door facing me? Uh, you can't see from up here. I'm just going to go where he went. Okay. Uh, Alan, did you want to do something? I heard you talking. I was going to say, Alan, if he sees uh, Fox chasing after him, Alan's going to try to go down the stairs as quickly as possible, grab Jeb and Zoth, and try to get into the bottom cool. of that, that building as fast I'll, as possible to try to, like, I'll let you off. guys know as soon as that happens. Um, okay. Okay, Fox, you leap across the rooftop... Um, roll either athletics or acrobatics. You can pick whichever one you'd prefer. I got a net 20. All right. You leap across the, the distance like it's nothing. I mean, your your curiosity has been piqued. Uh, you leap across like it's no big deal. Chat casts Bless on Fox. So that's a 1d4 you get to add to something in the near future. Um, thanks, Billy Savalas. Let's go. Uh, you Let's slide go. in through the skylight. I won't make you roll a check for that because of the nat 20. So you just very dexterously, you do not land on your belly. You slide on your side so that when you land, you can land in like a cat crouch, you know? Um, and right. you have made up a little bit of the distance because you were so quick. And so now you can again see full body. The halfling is ahead of you. It ducks in through a stairway and begins rushing down the stairs. Is there a stairway or faster way down, like an, uh, a shaft of some sort? So this top floor is actually a balcony, and the next floor, the second floor, is full full crossing. Um, so it's got, like, like, a carpet. So you could leap down from here to the next floor and try and head him off in the stairs if you wanted. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going for that. Okay, yeah. uh, that would be an acrobatics, because you're on your way down. Athletics is for up. Acrobatics is for down. All right. <laughs> Makes sense. I am going to use that D4. Thank you, Belly. All right, and I got a three plus 11, 14. Okay, a 14. You get a 14, and he did not roll a high enough deck save, so he's going to throw caution to the wind and just literally leap down the stairs. So, like, he's rolling and falling down the stairs because you catch up just even with him. And so I gave him a deck save to keep running and get back to being one space ahead of you. He failed it. So he is now, he's basically prone, but he's just falling down the stairs ahead of you. Uh, am I? If I'm on the stairs now, is it just like the first floor below me now? Yeah. Or in the second floor? Yep. Just I'm the gonna, first floor. I'm gonna make that jump if there's a gap okay. between the stairs. You you make that jump. Go ahead and roll acrobatics. 
Um, at this point in time, Alan Wadrier appears out of nowhere, grabs Jebediah and Zavkug by the arms, and begins marching them towards a building that's not too far away, about half a block. Whoa, whoa, so, whoa. So this is, whoa! What I trouble you get into now, Alan? Your fox is chasing a, a rooftops. A, this, fox, this, this what do you mean? He's right here. Okay. Uh, yeah, fox, oh. <laughs> tell me about your roll. Um, fox I has got advantage. A, uh, eight. You have advantage. Grubbug gave it oh. to you before you before we declared what happened. Chat is on your side. Okay. Dice gave me uh is is taunting me. I got <laughs> I got a twelve. Okay, you got a twelve. Uh since he rolled an eleven, it's enough. You catch up to like his tail coat right as he's making it to the door. You grab like the tail of his of his cloak in one hand. Um, he's going to get a dex save. Roll um, a roll a dex check, just straight dex. He's going to try and like slip out of the cloak to keep his run going. So he, his dex versus yours. He rolled a twenty-one. Oh, what do I have? Dex modifier. That, that's what. It's so close. Uh, uh, document. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is this? A dex modifier for ants? Did you get a 20? 22. Hey! Ooh, let's go. So he tries to slip out of the cloak, but you're familiar with this dance, and you, like, expertly <laughs> wrap the cloak around his arms instead, so you end up pinning him to the ground by, like, his arms are tied behind his back in his own cloak. You pin the halfling to the ground. You do realize at this point, as your friends run up from who knows where, you all arrive just as Fox does this, so you see his expert move as he... Uh, pins the halfling to the ground by his cloak. Um, you all realize at the same time that the writing on the outside of the building says City Hall. <laughs> Fox, man, who is this? What's going on? I, I hold up a hand to them and I, I and immediately start interrogating this halfling. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Why are you tailing us? Well, I, I didn't tail anybody, man. I'm not... Who do you work for? I'm the... Not here. I, I pick him I up. I do believe this is City Hall. It may not be the best... Uh, I pick him up. Uh, ...time for such a conversation. And I brush him off, right? Uh-huh. I look around. Has anybody noticed the scuffle? Uh, there are a couple of people looking at you weird, but they're, like, hurrying off in the other direction. Like, they, they heard the, the newscaster talking about the, the crime uptick and the, and the stuff. They're, like, they're not trying to get involved. You do not see any sheriffs or deputies yet. But, Jeb, you know that there are always four deputies in City Hall. Um, so somewhere in the building that they just sprinted through, there are four deputies. And so they're probably alerted and on their way to the front door. I'm going to brush them I off. I will relay that. Like, yeah. Okay. I will hold him by the neck collar, but like try to hide it as me just having a hand on his back. Um, and I'll immediately look for the nearest corner to walk around. Yep, you casually. just you go around the corner of City Hall. There's a main road that goes in front of it, but next to it are two alleys so that they can like take their dumpsters out and you know stuff like that. Yep. So I wave the team to come with. We'll all follow casually yeah. as possible. <laughs> casually as possible. Yeah, two tall folk and a and a dirt casually walk around the corner. <laughs> um, <laughs> two tall folk and a dirt folk walk into a you bar. Make, you I'll make stay at the like, entrance of the alley. And kind of keep an eye out. Okay. You make it around the corner, and as soon as you do, the halfling's whole demeanor changes. He becomes absolutely calm and, like, totally not frantic. Um, you you know, you're still, I assume, kind of, like, roughing him around, right? 
I just had him by the collar. I, I, I do go ahead and push him up against the wall. Yeah. Not too hard, but mm -hmm. I'm in charge. Okay. <laughs> and large compared to him. That's true. Large and in charge. Yeah. All right, you better spill the beans. Roll an insight check. Are you speaking thieves can't when you say that? <laughs> 13. Okay, you're I pretty should. you're pretty sure that he's like sizing you up right now, not waiting for like an ambush or anything, but he just takes a moment and literally just like stares you dead in the eyes. I go ahead and put a hand on my dagger, unsheathe it, and do a quick little finger twirl, show him that I I know how to use it. And I will do sleight of hand if need be. You don't need to do sleight of hand. Although that'd be funny if you failed. But no, uh, <laughs> you don't need to do sleight of hand. Um, this, is, this, this is your moment. Like, you are in command here of, of all that is going on. He looks, he takes a little while and looks at you. He looks over your shoulder at your three friends. He looks back at you and he goes, How did you know to look for that dead drop? How do you know that dead drop? I left that dead drop months ago. But not for yes. you. But the way you did it, I know that way. I don't understand. Where did you learn how to do a dead drop like that? From my contact. Who are you? And who's your contact? <laughs> who, are, who are you? Who am I? See, I don't think you need to be the one worried, but depending on how you answer, I could be a friend. Uh, Jeb has a hand up. What's up, Jeb? Does he still have the dirt face on? off. So you're right. You're like a really skinny, tall dirt folk right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have you, um, do you always look like this? I feel really I uncomfortable blink a couple being times. interrogated with your snout this close to me. Because you're like I, what I normal distance would be for your face. So your snout's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, right millimeters here. away. <laughs> I, I blink a couple times in recognition. Um, and uh, I go ahead and just morph my face, not back to my usual one, but to... Another human one. His eyes widen just a tiny bit, and then they close close down again to narrowed. I created I? that method. That's all you need to know. I want to know who taught you that method. Sothcug has a question. Yes, Soth. Uh, could I be standing behind him with my arms crossed, just looking? At <laughs> you you slowly walk up with your arms crossed. Yes, absolutely. Um, roll intimidation, Zothkug. Uh. I'm here for I don't like bank that. security. That's, <laughs> Ooh, that's a good roll. Uh, Sixteen. Okay. That's a that's pretty good. Um, Fox, you feel Zothkug walk up behind you. I go ahead and put a. I just like glance back and I put a thumbs up behind my back. Like, good job, Zoth. <laughs> <laughs> um, he kind of like looks slowly up at your orc friend and back down at you. He goes, 
Why would I tell you anything when you're the ones responsible? It was you, wasn't it? For what? For, for capturing my contact. What, you think it's a joke? Was your contact... Mur? You're gonna have to prove to me who you are before I answer that question. <laughs> or at least where your allegiances lie. I, uh, relax my grip on him. Now listen here. I don't know your name. No, you don't. But you? You can call me Fox. Alright. We just got into town from the Underdark. Now, I have traveled through tunnels, fought giant spiders, fallen a straight mile in the Underdark, <laughs> evaded an entire mining camp, and now I'm about to add murder to that if I find out that you're somehow swindling this merfolk. Uh, roll intimidation with advantage. Roll it with double advantage because Zothkug is helping you as well. Well, thank God I have good charisma. <laughs> a one, a two, and a three. Even with double advantage? Yes, even with double advantage. Uh, 16. I rolled a four, three, and a 12. <laughs> Dang. Uh, luckily for you, he rolled a three. Um, yes. What, what, mining, what mining camp did you evade? Was it a Bright World Company mine? I think it's the only one that really matters in this instance. But yes. Then maybe we are on the same side. I only ever Relax. knew them as east, south, and west. They were helping us to investigate what's happening in the Underdark. But were they myrrh? Yes. I relaxed my grip. But I don't change my my look. Okay. I am a member of the Grey Watch. My name is Shale. We Shale. are... Um, Jebediah, you overhear this and immediately know the name. The Grey Watch are a children's story um, mm -hmm. that the dirt folk tell each other all the time. The, like, you know, the little kids are always... They sleep safer at night because they know the Grey Watch are out there keeping the tunnels safe. Um, every member of the Grey Watch bonds with an animal... Um, or, or a beast of some form, and they are usually like kind of lone traveler types, but they are the ones who are like, when, when a monster's in town, everyone's like, don't worry, son, the Grey Watch will take care of it. Like, they keep the tunnels safe for travelers. The entire Dirt Folk Tunnel Network, they keep safe for travelers. Um, they are mostly thought to be mythological, because they're just like children's stories, but at some point, and actually Grandpa Cole was always certain that he had met one of them, and every, the rest of your family were always like, ah, yeah, of course you did, you know, all right, Grandpa, like, mm -hmm. you know, um, but yeah. he was always certain he had met one of them. This is a member of the Grey Watch. Um, we were uh, investigating the kind of the weird muck that's down in the Underdark, and we found that it's centered on Tumbleweb, but we don't know why. Uh, water... Uh, in the Underdark, beneath Tumbleweb, has been fouled for a mile in all directions. 
um, even in the underground pools that aren't connected to any river. But we couldn't get close enough to investigate because of Edison and their their building permits and their experimental zones and, and all those things. So we were hoping to um, find somebody who could get in through the water. And we met some merfolk who were also investigating the same thing. We only ever knew them as east, south, and west. I promise you that. And you don't need to roll insight. You're pretty convinced that he's telling the truth. Um, but we were hoping that they would they would get us in. Last time I heard back from one of them, West reported that they were whoever they are. We don't even know. But uh, West reported that they were building an army and that they were going to go and get a closer look. And I as you read, suggested not to, that it wasn't safe, that we should, we should be involved in that because we can't help them in the water. But I fear that perhaps Wes tried anyway. She was always a little bit stubborn. And we have been trying since to um, get in another way. We've been hoping maybe someone could, like, you know, maybe to convince someone to give us a tour of the new facility that, um, that Mollusk's company is building down there or something like that. And in fact, to that effect, we've made a little bit of progress. We have secured an invitation to the party on Friday at the Basin Estate. Do you have a map of water currents? Uh, I, I don't, but maybe someone does. I, I can ask. I can ask around. Do you, do you know which way the water generally flows down there? I need to know right now. Uh, wa- water flows in. So it flows out underneath Tumbleweb. Uh, under dark. Uh, uh, yes, yes. Water comes down from tumbleweb from the bowl, goes down, and then flows outwards. <sighs> okay. All right. Shale, you said? Yeah, Shale. Uh, keep in touch with me. We might be able to help you out, but in return, I need, I need a way to find West. Uh, I, I mean, all, we, we don't even have a way down there yet, but the, the best way is probably through the, uh, through, through Edison. You did, seem, you seem personally attached. Do you have... Did she ever give you any insight? What direction... She may have been hiding their encampment anywhere I could start. It would be somewhere within the the boundary created by all of Edison's testing grounds down there. You did not, in your travels, this is the DM talking, in your travels, you did not come across any of the testing grounds because you stuck to a road and then went through a hidden, like, right, right. Uh, hidden way. So you didn't see any of the other, like, underdark way. Would, would I have record of where those testing grounds are if if they're within like if they're if they're underneath tumbleweb the ones from the four years ago company, you totally know about say that like, again the ones from four years ago you totally know about the only thing that's new is the hydroelectric power plant they want to build everything else like they've been doing experiments and testing down there since hmm. you know since before the darkening They've just changed what they're experimenting on to now they're kind of pushing the boundaries of Wingle Digits down there. So well, I yes, was I was kind of thinking is. we like I swiped a whole bunch of random documents from the Bright World Company. 
um, and just like stuffed a bunch of scrolls in my backpack. And I didn't know, like if they have this whole place mapped out with, with their dig sites and whatnot, I wouldn't like, would I have any information from about Edison's operations down there? Cause they're kind of like, seem like they're like a, a competitor. Roll a, roll a percentile die and Jake roll a percentile die. Um, Matt, okay. decide if Wash needs over or under. Over. Okay. Wish you'd have said under. I got a 15. Oh, no. 51. Ah, uh, it's even inverted. Sorry, man. So you don't have yep. you don't have any specific details, but you do know the general gist of those locations. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shale. Just so I know... You do know how to eat crayons, right? I'm asking if you know Steve's can. Well, of course I eat crayons. I mean, all you got to do is boil them down. Zaw's expression changes to confusion. <laughs> <laughs> it's like much less intimidating. It's like, huh? Yeah. Well, it's been a long while like- since I've had crayons. Uh, could you perhaps put on a notice board um, if you ever want to reach me? Where I can find some crayons? Yes, I could certainly accomplish that. Or if you want to tell me where you're staying, I could be more direct. Jeb, are we going back to your place, Onions? Uh, yeah, I think we'll eventually head back to Onions. I tell them where that tavern is. The Twilight Fox. Twilight Fox, yes. Very well. I will probably not come personally, but I've got a messenger I can send. And he kind of grins a little bit lopsided, and you see up on the, like, kind of crouched to pounce on the the rooftop, and has probably been there the entire time you've been holding him (laughs) against the wall, is his serval, like, claws out and teeth bared. But as he grins, it, like, relaxes back into, like, a, a sitting position. I'm going to go ahead and brush off the, the dust off his cloak. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was going to anyway. Yeah. yeah. Just like, sorry about the uh, rough housing. It's just, like I said, I recognize the method and I needed to know. Oh, it's all good. It's been a while since I had a good race. Well run. Is Some good exercise. The jump off the balcony. Very impressive. Yeah, no, I was I was impressed how fast you move. That's pretty fast for your size. Well, I mean, most of my time is spent in tunnels chasing down monsters, so you know. Oh, Fair enough. I guess we're cool now, Fox Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're cool. We're cool. All right. Uh, and I'm gonna look to make sure Yeah didn't wander off. Yeah, it's still in the pot. <laughs> yeah, it's just like kind of okay. sh- sitting there, like like observing. Yeah, it's just just enjoying the like. Ooh, something is happening. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and uh, leave you alone. Uh, you we'll turn back to and... say that, but like Batman, he is gone. <laughs> Mother dang. Uh, <laughs> Foxman, what was that about crayons? It's about crayons, man. Uh, let's. Jeb? I don't believe I still want to help you. <laughs> but I believe him, and I have good reason to. Do you want to explain? No. 
And on that note, tonight's Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> session comes to a close. <laughs>